don't take um, Matt not being here as the fact that as, don't be offended by that. I'm not. That's almost like makes the show better that he shows up late. Right. Perfect. Do you see all these pages right here? Mm-hmm. These are all my notes. Oh man. You have homework. really spilled your heart out on your Instagram. Yeah. It's uh I think um it's been part of my recovery process from addiction. So it's like uh the more truth that I speak, the better I feel. And um, the better I feel, then the more people I can help. I say stuff on this show, and then I go back and listen to it, and I'm like, holy shit, did I really say that? Do you ever do that? <laughs> or, do you, or, or I give myself a little anxiety at night that, holy shit, I can't believe I shared that. Yeah. Um, I used to a lot, like when I first came out. Um, there's some more stuff that will come out during this podcast, like when I speak about um, the beginning of my recovery and stuff. But it's, Yeah, because uh, it's Instagram, it's very surface. Right. I mean, you open up some huge doors. Yeah. That clearly you don't mind talking about, Not but, at all. but you don't get into the details in there. But no, but you like point at some big ones. Yeah, um, and I think uh, the part of what has developed me um, as a husband, as a father, um, as as in my faith, like the more that I put out there, the more understanding I can get. Saying it's like, oh, I do have these problems because I'm very good about speaking about it, but it's like, oh yeah, I do have these problems, and I do still have these problems. So if I'm able to identify them speak about them then i can fix them then how, i can how old are you just almost 35 and are i'm you a master's competitor are you <laughs> are you still married i am uh, my wife uh i always say that i was given a second chance except for with my wife and she gave me um nine years of chances yeah and that was during my addiction and um we got married at 22 i, I wrote in here she dumped them because yeah, no. I, I thought she did because I'm going through nope. Instagram and then finally I saw some pictures of her and I'm like, oh shit, she didn't dump she, um, She's not as open as I am. How did she not dump you? Uh, she's a strong lady. Um, and, and I've asked her. I mean, I asked her all the time, like, how did you not just get rid of me? And she was like, I was just hoping that someday that you would realize th- who you were again. And I was, I was going to stick around. And it was, I've asked her before, like, would you have stuck around, you know, if after my overdose if I continued down that same path and she's like I can't say I don't know I mean she did it for nine years right so her parents and the pressure she must have felt from her friends and shit I mean people must have been telling her hey man get away from this guy get your boys and leave I I I think it was um right I mean wouldn't you oh I would have bailed imagine yeah imagine if she was doing that and you had to be like protect your boys right from from someone who's yeah she was um were you violent at all? Never. Okay. Um, well, I, that's good. And and as violent as I never put my hands on her. Right. Um, now um, there was an instance um, where I got a gun out, and I threatened like I'm gonna kill myself right here right now. And it was like, then I I was broken still at that point, and then it was like holy crap. And I was working at the time, and uh, the next day I went in and quit my job and sold my guns, and uh, I knew like okay, that was bad. Like, I can't do this. And so I think I went about 72 hours till I went back on the attic train. Um, 72 hours about the... So you scared yourself so much, self so much that you actually got yourself sober for 72 hours? Yeah. And that was, awesome. that was the, yeah, that was the, <laughs> at that time, that was like, that was a huge deal. It was like, you can do this. You can be a, a normal drinker and you can have drinks. And uh, we never talked about it. Like, she just was like, okay, like, here it is, but... The mental abuse, physically, no. Uh, mental, which in in my eyes, it's just as bad. You know, it was. 
I'm gonna be honest with you. When I when I hear your story, I wondered. There's two things I wonder before I met, meet someone like you, and, and and I'm just meeting you ten minutes ago. Right. I think holy holy shit, is this guy? Um, how self-centered is this guy going to be? Because so much of his life has mm-hmm. to be about him. Um, because you're, you're, let me use a metaphor here. You're kind of like a man in a room with a cobra. Right. You cannot take your eyes off that snake. Because if right. you do, he's going to bite you. And you live like your life like that, I'm assuming. You have to be guarding your – and the cobra being a metaphor for your own thoughts and actions. Yeah. Every... Because you can't reach for any bottle or right. do things. And yet – you, when I see, and, and so and so, there's something built in self-centered about that, right? A certain like h- hyper level of self-awareness, and yet you are so giving. It's, and I was kind of like tripping. Oh, I wonder what this guy's gonna be like. It's uh, so every minute of every day, everybody's like, "How do you deal with it?" And it's like every minute of every day, I have. Um, nice of you to show up, Matt. Thank you. Hey, good morning. I'm Troy Peterson. I'm here for the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but it's like every minute of every day, it's like head on a swivel. They teach you that in the military, like head on a swivel, and it's like. If I lose concentration, I'll be back on the bottle. I'll be back in the pills. Um, my anger has to stay down. Um, that's why I'm glad you brought this out. I just figured that out. Like that was smart. Like Matt, well, I, I I push all my anger towards Matt. He's my scapegoat. Right. So if you have I anything, verify that. If you have anything <laughs> negative to say, just dump it that way. That's why he shows up late on purpose, just to kind of let me know that. He's a dirtbag, and he's there. I thought that was like he was in charge. I thought that's what he's trying to tell you. Like, <laughs> oh, don't I am the boss. I am the boss. Total, total alpha <laughs> move. Yeah, I am the boss. I am in control. Are we, ready to are we recording yet, Eric? Um, no. Just right. starting now that you got here. How short is this cord? <laughs> okay, head on a swivel. Have to be paying attention. Yeah, like at all times, I, I have to realize what situation I'm in, what I can do and what I can't do, what I'm in control of. Um, a lot of the things like my faith, like I, I believe in God, um, I believe in Christ, but it's like I'm still an addict. So it's hard for me to put the two together because, um, not hard for me. Um, sometimes I forget that I, that I am, um, a believer in Christ. And it's like, because I get back on that addiction train and be like, how good would a Bloody Mary and a pack of Marlboros be right now? Did, oh, you smoke cigarettes too? Oh yeah. You, yeah when I drank, great. I smoked. Like it was, um. Did you ever smoke cloves? Yeah, like like in the army um, at Fort Hood where I was at in Texas, um, cloves were a big thing. They always stunk, but it was like you really you smoked from Newports, you know, to Marbles. You smoked everything but pot because pot's illegal. It, it was illegal in the army, so that was a no no. But um, it was it was one of those things where I had to become very self aware of every situation that I put myself in. Um, like being in Vegas was funny. Um, I've been to Vegas I think five times, and not one of them was ever sober. And not high. So walking into the Vegas airport was like, and then my wife and I talked about it, and she was like, are you going to be okay? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm past that point. Like, I know <laughs> who I am. Like, I know who the hell When's I am. When's the last time you had a drink? Uh, July 30th of 2015. Okay. So, same night. So we're approaching three years. Yeah. Uh, February 4th was two and a half, your two and a half year anniversary, yes. according to your Instagram. Yep. Yep. And it was, um, and it's something that, like, those anniversary dates. AA? No. Okay. Um, it was... Uh, it was CrossFit, and and don't let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> You've gotten way too much from CrossFit. Yeah, You've gotten way too it. much from CrossFit. I, I get it. It's crazy how what much you've it taken. Can do. And now you're giving back. Yeah. It's pretty it's, badass. People deserve the opportunities that I've been given and the work that I have also put in to put myself around good people because of CrossFit. Like, 
everybody deserves that chance. Um, Someone DM me the other day and they said, hey, I'm really frustrated with my affiliate owner. He did this, this, and this, and this, and this, and what do you think I should do? Um, and I said, you should do the same thing that everyone does who has a problem. A hundred fucking burpees. Yeah. And the answer will come to you right when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> and, do, and grace. Said, grace will humble your ass real fast. And he, did, and he wrote back. He's all, thanks. I did it. That yeah. worked. I know exactly what I'm going to do. And I, I didn't even ask him what. I was like, yeah, that's what I do. If, if I have a problem in my head, yeah. I, need, I need to breathe and I need some intensity to get out of my head. That's yes. the term you use that I love. If, if you and 100 burpees will do that. are putting in enough effort, which my effort is um, someone like, like a Daniel Tominski who we'll, we'll get into or Elijah Muhammad or my affiliate owner, Reggie. My friend Ryan, my coach, is like, my effort is different than theirs. But during um, 18.1, while I'm a lot slower than them, um, I'm not thinking about anything but 18.1 um, or 18.2 or any workout that I do. If I'm putting in that effort, if I'm doing CrossFit correctly, that time is me time. Eric Maciel running the camera's microphone and overall in charge. Matt Bischel, head of CrossFit Games. No. Uh, what do you do? You're head of CrossFit social alpha, media. Alpha. Alpha male today. <laughs> the boss. Self, Just call self me proclaimed. Boss. Could you call me boss? <laughs> um, Troy Peterson, hardcore CrossFit enthusiast. Uh, CrossFit saved his life. Um, for some of us, it, it, it gave us a second chance or brought us new life or got us late or whatever. But for this guy, it literally <laughs> saved his saved his life, saved his marriage. Um, best thing that ever happened for his kids. Um, some crazy, crazy subjects to talk about, about hardcore drug addiction, suicide, um, but uh, uh, something that maybe a lot of people can't relate to, but a lot of people can relate to, this third topic, which is even more insane that it's matched up with these other two, is a 100-pound weight loss. And uh, he's made it his goal to share these stories so that other people feel comfortable sharing these stories because by sharing them, he has found... Uh, uh, reprieve peace reprieve, peace hmm. personal inner peace I know you know we had a lady in here who was bulimic I don't know shit about bulimia we had a hockey player in here I don't know shit about hockey hockey um, and, and, and your topics like hardcore drug addiction and suicide and 100 pound weight loss I don't know shit about that either so it's like but I, I think that it's, all, it's awesome that you would come in here and like educate us and I, mm -hmm. I think it's it's uh like this podcast, it's it's you guys won't give yourself credit, but the topics you speak on um, can affect so many people. And if if people can hear it and relate, like so much positivity can be spread. Um, we can all focus on the negative things, or we can take the positivity and shove it down people's throats. And it's not don't, my life isn't all unicorns and and roses and rainbows, and it's all beautiful. Like it's a lot of work, um, and I think. To be successful, you have to put in a lot of work. And if if being successful to me is being a father of two and a husband, cool. And a mediocre at best CrossFitter, fucking awesome. A well, mediocre at best is relative, right? Yeah. And, and for me, I'm fantastic. <laughs> like in my own eyes, like I love it. This is great. I need to improve. I'll be back tomorrow. Like this sucked. See you in the morning. You're 35 years old. Where were you born? I was born in Des Moines. Uh, born and raised um, in a suburb just outside of Des Moines called that's, Johnston. That's Iowa? Yes. That's in the middle of the country, pretty middle. much equidistant from San Francisco and New York for any Yes. I mean, I don't know if that's true, but for Right any, in the middle. It's good enough. Interstate 35 runs north and south. I-80 run east and west. They meet in Des Moines. That's for our six international uh, listeners. <laughs> right. 
I didn't know. <laughs> if you're looking at a map right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, you're born, you, how many siblings? Um, I have one older brother, a younger half-brother, and two stepbrothers and two stepsisters, but we all consider, not together as a family, but we're considered two separate families. Okay. So. And so you were born to... Uh, a mom and a dad, husband and wife, yeah. were married at the yep. time. They and got they, a divorce. Yep, they got a divorce um, just after I turned three, and um, both were remarried shortly after. Um, my dad and my stepmom had known each other for years, my mom and stepdad. Um, they kind of all ran in the same group, I guess, if you want to say. Um, my dad and stepmom went to high school together. Um, my dad and stepdad had played softball together before, you know, kids and stuff, so um, they all knew each knew of each other at least and and are you still in that town i moved just south um like an hour south of where i grew up but still iowa yep i went okay. back you go to an elementary school pretty pretty uneventful regular life elementary school junior high <laughs> high school what? um and and this is like a lot of part i don't speak about but i think the more you speak out truth it was um there were some things that went abroad during the elementary middle school years and, and abroad by I mean um some bad things happened um my parents this is the first time they're really going to hear about this so um yeah there was uh some svu type stuff that that had happened s law and order special victims unit like the uh that's how i relate it like i talked to small groups about it um there was a couple year period that um i went through some stuff as a kid that wasn't fair you mean adult sexually abused you? Um, not necessarily adult, just an older person, like person that was older than me. Gotcha. How how much older? <sighs> just a couple years. Um, I think I was like eight. And 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 so he he he. I must mean he. Yeah. Ten. Twelve. Twelve. Thirteen. And and how does that happen? Babysitter's house. Um. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, just more of like um not in my home um like uh we lived like in the woods so like some of the creepy thing like where your mind just went in the woods like right. some of that mm. like a lot of um a lot of violent threats um stuff you know as a kid you don't un you don't comprehend so it's like okay someone did that to him i had to have and then he's playing it out with you right god damn it's a uh, are you trip? Are, is that like one of your number one concerns about your boys? Yeah, um, and all kids. Um, I volunteer um, with kids, and so it's it's uh, there's a distance there. Like I want to do as much as I can, um, and I can read a kid pretty well, mm -hmm. um, and and uh, people I believe as well because that's just kind of my thing is personal relationships, and it's like, um, yeah, that's my fear. Were you ever afraid you would do that to other people? No, that was it. Was always one of those things where like. You put it completely in the back of your mind, like it's gone. You know what I mean? Like it was gone, it happened, it's over, it's done. Um, something that, like, thankfully there was no social media. You know what I mean? To, like, time. dig into personally, like it was just like, damn, that sucks. That's actually a really good question, though. It's like if there is a cycle that's going, you know, how do you stop that? Or I, I think I would be afraid or even think of, like, you know, maybe it's going to continue. Yeah. Um, for me, it was the cycle like that that and i call it a vicious cycle like there had to come a point in time um where i had to to it that decision like which road are you going to take are you going to be a victim or are you going to be a leader um and i eventually i chose to be the victim i mean with my overdose do you think that there's a connection between that incident 
as a kid and eating and putting on too much weight and the drug addiction. I, I do. Mm. I think it all, all of it came, everything came into one, one sitting. I think, um, that was, that was a part of the problem. It is, is it as simple as when those thoughts arise about that incident, you then, instead of dealing with those thoughts, you eat something? Absolutely. That's that simple. Absolutely. That's how the mechanism works, you Absol- think? And I, and I, Are you sure of that in yourself? Like you, for me, you yes. you watch that like Absolutely. in a meditative state? You've seen that? Oh, shit, I'm eating to bear Absolutely, because I still sometimes do it. I okay. joke a lot about peanut butter. Like, oh, man, peanut butter. I've seen um, it. Delicious. And it's, it's crazy. Like, if you don't have peanut butter in your life, like, you're missing out. Are you a creamy or a chunky guy? Uh, creamy. Like, Jif, mm. natural, peanut <laughs> You can add peanut butter to anything, and it makes it better. So I've... Uh, pork, anything. Uh, like, in Iowa, we have um, fried pork tenderloins, which are very healthy for you, obviously, like fried food. But if you put peanut butter on that bad daddy, it just turns into really good. The, uh, a friend of mine told me one time that if there's anything that Amanda sexually that surprises you, then you don't understand men at all. Yeah. And that kind of, like, that hit me. And I think that that's, like, a thing that... A lot of people don't understand that the male sex drive is like, um, it's nuts. It's, it's completely yeah. fucking maniacal and fucking out of control. And there's nothing and... that you can, you can't figure it out. Right. You can attempt all you want to figure it out um, sexually. Like what a person thinks the sexual thought, you're never gonna figure that out. It's yet. like this. I have a, I have a, I have a, uh, uh, um, an all, you know, all soap yeah. um, that you put in your yep. laundry detergent. So I have one of those like sitting on a table in my laundry room. And ne- we never use it. We don't use the all. But then there'll be it, – it's like seeping through the plastic. Like I lift it up and there's like a mark there. Yeah. So I wipe Swing. it up. Yeah. I wipe it up and I put it back. And a month later there's another mark there. And I'm like, how the fuck does this stuff <laughs> yeah. get out of the plastic container? We never use it. it. That's how I feel like the male sex drive is. It just finds a way to seep into every like yeah. fucking yeah. corner <laughs> and pore. And it's like, Jesus. You can make <laughs> a, a – you can relate everything. And I'm I'm – not the most inappropriate like even the people like my my close friends like know that there's an appropriate comment coming like just wait just like i can relate everything the porn opponent but everything everything you can have you can make that component (laughs) that's absolutely true you can relate it back to anything and so you and so unfortunately you were on the tail end of, of 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 a horrible expression first of all like um no kid should have to go through that shit. Right. Mm-mm. And then so that le- – what's the first thing that you um, – do you have friends growing up? Yeah, I have a lot of friends. Um, like my neighborhood was like the way kids should grow up, like riding bikes to each other's house, playing outside from sun up to sundown. Um, in just a, not in the forest. Just no. You do not go near the forest. What, the what, what, should your, what should have happened? There should have been another kid there. What could, what could you in hindsight have done? If I think about it, um, like now it's – it's easy for me to say because I know what I should have done. Um, I should have told my parents. Right. Immediately. Right. Like, this isn't a complaint. This isn't a whine. This isn't a gripe. Right. This is this sucks. Right. Like, this is terrible. Um, and my parent, it, w- it would have stopped. No doubt in my mind. I have, so I should I, go home and tell my son, hey, if anyone has ever does anything bad to you, you come tell me. And absolutely. I will, make, that, that, I will make it better. I'm here that, to protect you. That trust factor... Um, that I had with my parents was always there, always there. That both connection. mom and dad. Yeah, absolutely. Now they didn't have it, but set like we they would have it would have worked. Um, but I didn't want to hurt my parents. I didn't want to like worry my parents. Right. And so that was my thought process: is 
At well, eight. I, I don't want to put that on them. Yeah, at you eight, know? You're already, you were already that thoughtful. Yeah, like it just... It, it, the kindness of man, I don't want to bother my parents with this. They, you know, they got work, um, they got to raise other kids. Like I don't want to be the problem child, right? You know, right. Um, so it's. Um, Were there other kids? We never talked about it, right? You know, it was never discussed. Um, had do we like? I still talk to those guys now, so I don't think so. I don't think it's. Um, I've talked to them about it, and it's you never have the come same out. friends from when you weren't kids. Um, I talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of them live in other states. One of my sons, uh, Tucker, is named after um, my friends growing up. So um, we text a lot. Um, it's it's we used to party a lot together. Now I don't party, cool. and um, not necessarily that they have continued that party streak, but it's just we're at different places in our life. Like I don't like to leave my boys, you know. I get that. It's it's. I almost didn't make this podcast. I like my wife and I looked at plane tickets <laughs> and I was like, "Holy cow! Like this is we wanted we wanted to bring him out here." And so like going to the airport yesterday, I was all excited. And then I get to the hotel and I'm like, "I want to Facetime my kids." So we Facetimed like four times last night in awesome. like a two hour period, you I know. And then we, I Facetimed it before school this morning and my two year old um, with my wife. And it's it's uh yeah, my friends are we're still friends and I know. Um, I can I can always count on them. We were so close, and um, it just I wasn't able to control my addictions by placing myself in the middle of that group. You start eating. When do you start getting? Um, th- this happens to you at eight. When when do you start putting on weight? Um, about. Were your parents obese? Um, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, they're bigger people. You know, like health wasn't like wasn't a big. Um, concern of theirs, um, a lot of home cooking. You know what I mean. A lot of big family meals. Um, it's becoming more important now that I'm speaking out about it, and I, I don't think it's just me. It's the realization of, damn, I got to take care of myself more. Um, but it was, uh, I would say, uh, it stopped when I was like 13. Um, so between like 11 and 13, I started to. Do, I was a big kid. What what stopped when you were 13? Um, I stood up for myself when I was like 13. So this it went on for holy it wasn't, shit yeah, for five years. Yeah. Um, wow. And it was uh, there was a lot of a lot of violence, a lot of threats of like if you do this, this is what I will do to you. This is what I will do to others. And it was like I don't know any different. And by by now he's 16, 17, pretty close. Yeah, yeah he's like driving age. Right. Holy shit. Yeah. It's so. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, well, I I appreciate that, and that's yeah, that, that's why that, it's it's I'm important sorry that anyone has to go through that. for me to speak about this. Um, whether it happened way 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 in the past, like there's other people this has happened to. Um, you holding it on is not going to do anything. It's not it's not helping anybody. It's only hurting you. You're not saving anybody's ass, and that shouldn't be your goal. The the self love and self empowerment. The way you get that and start to achieve that is by speaking out about it. Um, and whether you you take the path that I have to where I'll talk about this stuff all day long with anybody that wants to listen to it. And usually I do talk about it all day long. Does it with, freak people out? Do you ever bring up your, your stories and people are like, oh, shit, I'm not comfortable with suicide? Uh, nobody's oh, ever negative. said anything negative uh, to my face about any of this. Not negative, but I mean like you can just tell not, they get sideways. Not one time um, have I felt that somebody was uncomfortable in this situation, um, whether it was um, speaking out to it, speaking out to kids at my church with other adults um, or speaking to um, like just one-on-one with my wife 
or one on one with my friends. I wonder if people hear stuff like this, conversations like this, and they're involved in in a practice of this um, predatory practice. Right. Is that fair? Yeah, that's what I'd call it. Your predator, yeah. Um, and then and 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 they stop. I hope, or at least they think, "Holy shit!" And that's that. You know what I mean? Like, like they're so caught up in it. I know this is going to sound insane to some people, but they're so caught up in mm-hmm. it that they don't even realize that they're being a predator. And then they hear someone like you, and they're, "Oh, holy fuck! I'm hurting someone." Absolutely. Life. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really. I don't want to say I'm on the fence with this. This is a lot of like self thought I've had. Like, I'm, I'm not on the fence. I'm removing their damn fence. And I'm going to build a new one, and this is what's going to happen. Um, so speaking out about it, talking about it, like some people are sick and, and those people can't always help it. Just like people with negative attitudes, like you can help a negative thought process, um, of like the bitching and the whining and complaining, like, shut up. Like I got it. Like I, I, I have to, I shouldn't say shut up cause I have to like be patient cause a lot of people are patient with me, but it's like with someone who's a predator, um, I don't think they can always help it. It doesn't give them an excuse at all. Right, and I don't hear you making one for them. Hmm. It's interesting because um, you were in a situation where there was a guy who's obviously damaged, and you were part of his um, addiction or mm-hmm. part of the manifestation of his his troubles. But 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 you specifically didn't pass that down. Right. You instead took the stuff you did. You took responsibility for right. overeating, over drinking. Um, took ownership. Yeah. Uh, popping the pills right and then eventually that led to sobriety absolutely um why did you join the military um i was kind of um i was at a crossroads of like i'd I'd entered um community college and and the previous summer after i graduated in the spring of 2001 i like to party so i was like well some of my buddies are still here i'll just do community college and figure out what i'm going to do you know um so i did community college and i my buddy and i'd been talking about um, with a recruiter and what we could do. And then September 11th happened and I was like, here it is. It's right there in front of me. You weren't too fat to be good. No, I had, um, I was a healthy Husky. If that makes any sense. Like I've Mm. always, like what I am now is about what I was in high school. Okay. Um, like 220 pounds, um, just over six foot. Like, um, I played sports. I was active in sports, but I was always like, I had a sweet pair of love handles. You know what I mean? Like that's my body type. Like, were you comfortable with your body in high school? Um, I always take your shirt off at the river. I take my shirt off anywhere. Like I'll, I'm probably going to take it off before the end of this podcast. Like I, (laughs) if if I could go, wouldn't be first in here. (laughs) If I could go anywhere with my shirt off, I would go everywhere with it. Okay. Like I just, and it's, it's even then you didn't give a fuck. You just didn't care. Okay, cool. Didn't care. I love it. Did not care. 335 pounds, like broken out in boils. You know, because I sweat so much. Wow. Are you a hairless man? I'm, uh, by personal choice. Oh, okay. <laughs> by, pers- by personal choice. Oh, and how do you do that with like Nair? Or no way. I've never. Or? I had one experience with Nair mm-hmm. in the military, mm-hmm. and I think now they make a Nair for for your um, your genitals. And back then they didn't. <laughs> and so like, it's good to know. Reading directions is hard for me. So it was like, so you I'll burned put- your nuts. Oh man. Right before we went to actually the National Training Center out here at Fort Irwin, I was like, I got 45 days or I think it was 40 days. I got to be hairless because no one's going to be there to shave my back. No one's going to be there to. Oh my goodness. To, I'm not going to be trimming my my junk <laughs> out you, in the sand. So 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 you're finishing high school. 
9-11 happens. Yep. You feel you feel this patriotic surge come over you. I was mad. You. you were mad. Um, what do your parents say when you join? My mom was not having it. Um, she cried a lot. Um, my stepbrother um, was a Marine recon, like a Billy Badass, ghillie suit, the whole, you know, I mean, real badass. Um, so I didn't want to take that route. So I was, um, I joined the Army. I wanted to be badass, but not that badass. So, um... I just, I got mad and I said, I can put this to good use. Like, I'm a number. Everybody said, well, you'll just be a number and you'll be a casualty. I'm like, okay, well, if I go down fighting for my country, then if that's the worst thing, like, that will make up for what happened to me as a kid. Because I took took ownership as a kid that it was my fault. So being abused was my fault. Mm -hmm. I did this. Somehow I put myself in this situation. Is that normal? Is that the way it goes? Is that, like, kind of the protocol for Um, for, for victims? I think it's an easy spiral for sh- for children to go to fall down. Yeah, it's, it's easier fault, to take the blame to um like my two year old like he does something and it's I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry and it's like it breaks your heart and my wife are like no 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 like you, he doesn't get it because he's two and he's like sorry sorry he'll fall down and say sorry and so I think it's it's just kind of human nature that it's and I don't know necessarily human nature but like taking a t- having to take something away so somebody else doesn't get in trouble. Or somebody else doesn't get blamed, it's easy. So, always up for a selfie. That's lunchbox. He raids the pantry all day. That's his job, and that's mouth. He just talks all day. It's Tucker and Truitt. <laughs> and you call, you call him that on your Instagram? Right? Oh yeah, yeah. So you so you signed up for the army. You did yep. boot camp. Um, uh, yeah, I signed up. Uh, the day after September 11th, I signed the contract, and I wow. did Wow, was there a line in the recruiting office? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> no. Really? There was, there was, in Iowa, there wasn't, like, it was in the basement of the mall. Okay. Um, and I met the recruiter there, or, uh, my buddy and I did, we met him there, and I remember we both signed, and I did what was called the delayed entry program, and, um, which just gives you some time to get into better shape, um, because I wasn't making the tape test. Which they tape around your waist. They do the body fat test. Why well, I wasn't making it? What was your What was your BMI? What was your? Weight? I think I was like 21, 2021. I had a big neck, so it was always close. Like you're like right at the line, buddy. Um, and so like I did a delayed injury program. And I worked out at the National Guard base. Um, yeah, that was. Um, I think, wow, look how young you look. Yeah, and oh, I had, shit. I was so dumb. I put peroxide in my hair. That did not go over well in the army. No, no. Oh, my there. my section chief um, did not approve of this, <laughs> and it it was let he let me know real fast that I'm not stupid. Okay. Yeah, this is not good for you. Like that was um, that was before I went to Iraq. Um, Couldn't you just shave it off? I could have, but he just let me have some embarrassment. Oh, nice. You know, like it went away pretty fast. Like I think I, back then I used to cut my hair like every five days. Okay. Get a haircut every five days that short. So, yeah, I joined the Army. and. Um, so what did you do to get in shape? What did you do? Just- a lot of running. A lot of running, push-ups, and sit-ups because that's um, the PT test. The physical fitness test was mm-hmm. um, just running, just push-ups, and just sit-ups. And that's – so I did a lot of that. Um, and I was um, an average runner. So I just had to continuously run all the time and continuously do push-ups. Um, and so I left for basic um, right after the first of the year. And I actually... January of 2012. Right. And I actually um, was so drunk the night before I left that I got sick. I got the brown bottle flu. And so and when I went in there, I 
failed the tape test. I've never heard that Wait, brown bottle flu. Two things. Flu. 2002, you mean. Yeah, and what's brown bottle flu? Oh, yeah, 2002. The brown bottle Thank flu you. is when Thank you drink you. so much you Thank get you. sick. i got to run this show. Or what? Like, yeah. people are like, oh, I think i got a stomach bug. I'm like, no, dude, you, you had, like, 12 beers and six shots. Like, you have a uh, brown bottle flu. So, uh, so how old were you when you had your first drink? Oh. Did your parents let you drink at home? No. No, that was never. Did you drink every day in high school? Um, No, it was probably half. So you kept you had alcohol in your locker and shit like that. Oh yeah. Okay. Like every like Mountain Dew with vodka in it. You know, like you at could school. Go, um, in like in my car. Yeah. Um, I don't you know like the Mountain Dew by the way, but other than that, yeah, like it was fun. like I, I kept Goldschlager in my locker. A lot of times, Goldschlager. <laughs> How random is that? Is that or, the only uh, liquor they sold at the like, time? Like when you're a kid, you can get whatever your hands. I thought on. Or Jaeger or Jaeger. I kept that in my in my. Oh yeah, I used to get down. I hated it, and I used to I used to. Get down with get, it. Oh yeah, I used to put a lot of that in my body. But it's um. So you were drinking in high school. Yeah, and okay. it was um with your friends. With my friends, like, but, but you never had any episodes where like you vomited at school, like. Not in school, but everywhere. I would get so drunk, I would vomit every like almost every time I drank. You were one of those guys. Oh yeah, okay. like um the few times I would go to the University of Iowa, to Iowa City, like I'd be puking in alleys. Mm. You know, like when we went. My senior year, we went to Panama. Did City. bad shit ever happen to you? Like, you ended up in Never. jail or getting fights Never. or get your teeth kicked in or nothing? Never. Yeah, um, okay. Well, if you don't I have one on, of those happen, it's I was on the other end of it yeah. Yeah. Um, to where, like, um, like I had, I had, I've always had a support system. I've always had people, like, who truly have loved me. So, like, when things got bad, they would, they would help me. You know, and all right, like, get Troy to the car. Exactly. Right, someone, who's yeah. going to go to the bathroom with Troy and let him like, puke and yep, then put him in the car? Always. We'll, we'll come back and get him. Always. Later. There yeah. was always um, someone giving a, you a pillow and a blanket. Always. Okay. Yeah. Tucking me in at night, like whatever it was. It was the trash can by my face, making sure like, that I was on my stomach with my head to, to the side. So if I threw up you know, in the middle of the night, I wouldn't choke on it. And it was. Um, I always had somebody babysitting me. And it wasn't until you bleached your hair you finally had someone to tell you. Yeah, like really. <laughs> like I wasn't like li- – like I didn't listen to my parents. So it was like my parents were like, you cannot drink and drive. So I didn't drink and drive. Like I didn't have sex till I was out of high school. Like I just graduated because my mom was like, if you get someone pregnant, you're out. And I believed her. I was like, okay. Like it, I believe this, but it was I'm like – I'm going to use that. <laughs> was, and a lot of people have. Like I truly believe like what my mom said. Like she was like, if you get someone pregnant – you're moving out of this house. And I knew that, like, my dad, I was like, man, if I have to explain to my dad that I got somebody pregnant, like. I was so afraid I was going to get AIDS that, like, I just thought that if you yeah, did a girl like too long. Like, my stepmom gave me the, the, the um, and, and not to make light of it, the Ryan White book, and I took that to heart. Well, is that a It was, a, like, a, a kid back in the 80s, like, the first person that ever came out to speak about AIDS, and I took that to heart. And I'm like, I remember that book and being like, okay, I got to be careful. Like, this is the real. Yeah. The really being careful. I don't, I don't want to raise someone and then not do a good job at it. Did you ever, um, as a young boy, find a condom and put a condom on? Never. Never did that? I don't think I've ever worn a condom. Really? My wife's allergic to latex. Wow. I remember being a young boy, very young, like probably sixth or seventh grade, and getting a condom, I think probably from my dad's drawer or something, and putting it on, thinking like just in case I had sex that day. (laughs) It must have have fallen off in the bottom of my underwear like 300 times that day, and then I'm like, all right, I'm not. That that was my condom experience. You wore it out and about? Oh, yeah, like I put it on in the morning. (laughs) I got it at night, and then in the morning, I'm like, I can put this on and wear it today. I made up for it on other ends. I've I've always been a giving person, so Mm -hmm. like um, with the girls, I was always a very giving person. Like it was never like about like penetration with my penis. It was always... The other, like oral, like here you go, like, watch this. 
So that was always my scapegoat. You're very generous man. <laughs> very, generous very kind. <laughs> very kind. Always giving. I wonder if that's tied into... Ooh. It's all going to come back full circuit. It's somehow yeah. it, it does. All, always to that moment. It, it has to. Yeah, it's amazing. It has to. And, and that's something that um, my wife and I have had a lot of heart-to-heart about is, is like, why I am that way. And not just with, like, sex. Sex in other ways. Like, sometimes um, I forget to take care of myself that I want to, like... I don't want to save the world. I want to save my community and see where it goes. I want other people to save their communities, but it's like sometimes I get my head so wrapped up in that, like I forget to take care of myself. How many days a week are you crossfitting? Um, at least four. Um, I try to give myself a couple day break. Like, are you addicted to it? Uh yeah. Like, um, to, I'm to, addicted to like the, to the, the mantra, point where you the could, whole thing. To the point where you could injure yourself, like no. you overtrain. No, no, okay. no. I've, I um. Luckily, um, there's there's another veteran. In my, like, my affiliate owner preaches that like, don't hurt yourself, and um, and so does like the head coach is like sometimes there's too much. And one one thing that really impacted me is Chris Beeler was at our gym. Oh, um, Chris Beeler, his sister, um, don't, don't know, him. never heard of him. He he's kind of fit, not familiar. Um, but his sister and brother-in-law go to our gym. Clay Weldon. He um, we will t- hopefully talk get to talk. He about lives him. in Iowa oh, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, move. Yeah. They have um, a daughter on the up and up in the gymnastics world. Okay, wow. Um, she's fantastic. Um, so they've relocated to um, the Des Moines area. And, what, and what's I, the name of your affiliate? Uh, CrossFit Waukee. Um, I hope she escaped uh, Doctor Whatever the fuck. That yeah, I that I um I don't I don't think th- I think she's she's nine so I don't I don't think that she must had... have fucking hit you like a fucking. Oh, made me so mad. What's that fucking reached, idiot's name, Doctor Lamar? I and I reached out to her right away, um, and, and said like, that's this is like because my community knows what happened. You know, at least one of those girls killed themselves. Yeah, I was watching them. One of the moms testify, and she yeah. said, "My daughter You're can't the be here," and I'm like, "Oh." Fuck. Yeah, we. It was hard for me to watch it, and so I would record it and go back when, because I, I would get so mad and I get so frustrated, and I'd have to go back and watch the recorded court process, like court proceedings. Did later. you see the dad? Yeah, I was all about it. My wife and I talked about that, and like they wouldn't have stopped me. That guy was slow. They would. That was a. I mean, I that mean, was. I don't mean to take a shot at that guy either, but he, he moved a little he, too slow. Yeah, he should. Like there, there was no. Um, there's certain things that I. He should have kept like a wooden dowel in yeah. his pants or something that he could stick yeah. in. And <laughs> fucking, I would if you're gonna lunge over, you got that dude. Crack yeah, him. he did there, not. He did not possess breakaway speed. No, no, <laughs> Thank and that <laughs> crackhead crack speed was not in that guy's no. pocket. And that's one of those things we're <laughs> but watching. But still impressive like, that he I'm did like, it. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah. Like I get goosebumps just thinking about stuff like that. Like I like, loved it how one of the cops, as they took him away, was patting him on yeah, the back. Yeah, like, like, it's okay. Or like good. He was brought back in later. Like we get it, dude. Like I got it, and that's. What people say they would or wouldn't do, like, I know what I would do. Right. I know exactly what I would do. Um, and you can't speak on a lot of things like like military stuff. It's like, well, if somebody broke into my house or if I saw this happening, I would do this. And it's like, I've done those things. I've taken a human life. There's only one thing weirder. There's only one thing more probably um, stronger than, than the male sex drive. It's probably, like, a mom's desire to protect her children. And you're yes. right. Like, if, if, like if, you threaten, if you threaten someone's kids and they accidentally kill you, like, they, my, there's my, boundaries. There's my wife things. is a very patient, like even keeled, can handle her stuff. But when it comes to something with my kids, there's a there's a switch that turns. 
I, I was um, shooting this uh, documentary in Kenya, and I was out in the middle of fucking nowhere, and there was these pile of trees, like probably like 40 trees, yeah, and right in the middle of this footpath, and the locals told me, I go, what happened here? And they said, oh, a, a mama elephant and her baby were coming around the corner, and she saw someone, a human being. The mama elephant picked a human up, smashed it mm -hmm. on the ground, and then the person was dead. And then pulled all the trees in the area <laughs> and covered the threat. Show you. Yeah, yeah. like holy shit. Yeah. Like that's that that child protection, I think. Yeah, I'm not um, fucking with Haley. Yeah, there you go. Jesus. It's uh it's when it comes to um the protection of my kids, like it's all it's all business. Like I love like if somebody like at one time uh, a, a gentleman. And the gratitude. Someone you could totally hate could do something really nice mm -hmm. to your kid. And you're like, hey, I actually kind of like you. Yeah, like you're cool now. Like you're cool now. Like, you're yeah. cool now. But like somebody yeah. ran, ran into my son. Um, it goes both ways. Before, right? It's weird. Like right after I got sober um, at a CrossFit thing, uh, a guy ran into my kid. Your wife's beautiful, by the way. Yeah, yeah she's not your terrible. Your entire family's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, we're models. Okay, sorry. Someone, <laughs> no doubt about it. So someone, someone ran, ran in, into Tucker when he was like uh, four. And they're like, tell your kid to watch out. And it that it's it woke me up like it was you don't take my kindness as a weakness like there's still like i still did some pretty badass things so i know what i can do and uh, i had to reel myself in pretty quick because it was in a, a large public setting and i was like yeah he'll watch out for you running into him you're right yeah you just ran into my four-year-old like he'll watch out for you running him over like thanks i've had weird things like that happen too like at the beach when there's a lot of people someone's like hey tell your kid to get out of the way and it's like yeah, why? And there's people everywhere, right? There's thousands yeah. of kids and people. You're like, um, so so you you go into the army, and and what's that like? So you do um, so basic training for me, um, like uh, you all keep drinking. No, all, all substances stop. Like the um, I wasn't big on the drugs at this point because like pot me made me fall asleep. Okay, I just was like it knocked me out, and the drinking stopped. Um, the cigarette smoking stopped, and I started to kind of get some relief through like physical training and like bettering myself like i got down um to like 175 pounds wow and i was like i was and i'm like i was thin thin like like the bones in my shoulders were sticking out and it was like man this guy looks sick um but i felt great of course. you know at 18 years old like in right. the best shape of my life you always hear people say i was in the best shape of my life like i was in the best shape of my life and i felt great about myself and everything was fantastic and i, and I started to become a part of something gary gary roberts who works here joined the marine corps i want to say he's six foot six two and i want to say that through boot camp he dropped below 180 179 yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds right and he said he felt incredible yeah like i felt absolutely amazing um i never like felt sick or anything so um Basic training was good for me. And we did basic training and advanced individual training at the same time. So it was like 16, 17 weeks of continuous training at Fort Sill. At, at any point were you like, holy shit, I've been sober for four months? Or Never. Did you, no, you not just, even just – Not even a problem identified at that okay, point. Okay, okay. Like at, at that time it was like, man, a beer kind of sounds good, but like f being in shape sounds better. You know, but it's like, damn, I wish I could have – you know, like I want to go have – at that time I think it was like six to seven beers a day. Like nothing – up to that point, right? Up okay. to up to until I went to basic training, and then like that um, was like a baseline day. That's like Monday, normal six beers, absolutely yeah. normal. And Friday's eighteen. Oh yeah, Friday was we would split. I think between the four of us, maybe a case and a bottle of vodka. What am I gonna ask next, Matt? Uh, about what he would do on Fridays. 
No. God, fucker. I was, I was really, I was listening. <laughs> what kind of beer? What kind of beer? Oh, it was, um, get out of here. it was like, uh, you should know my train, no, no, of, you no, should know no, my, my no. train of thought by now. No, I feel, I feel like I can guess what kind of beer. It was, um, originally Bud Light to be cool, but then we were, um, like Natty Light. Nectar of the Gods. Yeah. <laughs> I hear people I was say that. So natty and light. You can, you, I was so natty. Like light. I could you could poke a hole in a natty light and just it like water. And then I, from there I in, in, as I became more sophisticated in like you know, baller <laughs> status, I went to Coors Light. Nope. Ew, no. Watch out for you. Those mountains will never be blue enough for for I would never it, And my and my friends had switched water. to micro brews and never and all that thing. Yeah. Never could do that. Yeah. I feel like Iowa Iowa would be in like Miller country, right? They, I, don't, I don't think it no, it's um now Des Moines has kinda gotten um fancy, so there's a lot of like IPA local brewing. <laughs> Iowa got fancy <laughs> tried to say that in here. <laughs> like, like Des Moines kind of um is uh, in a transformation right now, um, so they—they're switching from corn to hemp. Like what? Do you yeah, mean? like they like just—it's not just Natty Light and Bud Light anymore. Like there's some local brewery type things, and I just—I just talked about this. Is Brook Wells from Iowa? I wish. I mean, um, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying babe. to find something good about this state. Um, Street Horner. Okay. Elijah Muhammad lives there now. He's good, but he's um, not from there. Street Horner is it? No, Elijah Muhammad. No, but he, it doesn't matter. He's, he's his driver's okay. license is like he's got to be in Iowa now. All right, all right. Um, Street you, Horner, like the second best looking man in the world. He's pretty good looking. How do you say you're you're Iowanian? Uh, no, I'm from Iowa. I'm from, no, from like Iowa. Like my my wife's grandpa used to be like, you're an idiot out wandering around Iowa. And I'm like, yeah, I yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, like, there's was, these games athletes that people always want me to talk about, like Kim or Jacob Hepner, shit like that. And they're just not. They just don't. It's mid- Street Horner, Jacob Hefner. They don't stick in my head like Street, they don't. Horner. Street Horner sounds like a movie star. Yeah, but he I mean, looks but like he a movie star. Like, like but he's, he just he does what he's supposed to do. And this, mm-hmm. as far as like the games, because um, there, I mean, I'm 34 and I I watch Street Horner. I watch um, like Reggie Hoig, my affiliate owner. Um, he went to regionals in 2014. Or Bobby Noyce, who's been to regionals I think six times oh, in the man. Central Regional. Don't and even know guy, any of these guys. You know Bobby Noyce? Oh, the man. guy just puts in work, does what he's supposed to do, runs his business. He's a father. You know, like these guys are, are like dads first. This picture looks like it's from the fit. 70s. You look at that. Like cops. Look at that. <laughs> look how, look how I make him look good. It's a, it's you like, no, you, you look more buff than him. So this was for, um, uh, and we're going to, uh, the Justin Martin, um, a police officer in Des Moines that was killed in 2017 is for a fundraiser for him. Oh yeah. Um, or 2016, I'm sorry. Um, so he, Elijah just moved into town and like being the new guy has to suck. So I reached out to him and I slid into his DMs and I'm like, Hey, let's work out. And he was like, okay, here's my address. So we went. He is, him and his family are They're cool. amazing. Oh, my They're God. They're cool. Incredible yes. family. And they, um, so we did squats off of his washer and dryer. He, we moved his washer and dryer out in the driveway and did squats off it. And I'm like, I'm doing squats with, like, one of the strongest, fittest people ever. Like, How's this he doing awesome. this year? Is he going to make it to regionals? I hope so. I, he's right there on the line. Um, and uh, I, I think this, like, 18.5 will make it or break it. Depends on who, I think, um how they go to team i don't know it's pretty well stacked up i'm I'm sure hope he does you know like you want somebody like that to be out in front of um like not only the sport but for people to see like get to know his great role model his athleticism is fantastic right who he is as a human he can he can snatch however much he wants but i'd rather sit and have have this conversation with him Good point. He he. When I met him, I think he was a basketball player at Tennessee. He Tech. still thinks he is. Okay, good. <laughs> and he was probably that was six, seven years ago. Right. I met him. 
and he I cannot believe what's happened to his body. He is athletically gifted, and he is making the most out of it. If you want to see somebody maximizing their potential, Elijah Muhammad does it every single day. Yeah, he's amazing. And it's like he is— How many kids does he have now? Four. Wow. Yep. And he is— He deserves eight. He's a cool dad. Yeah. Yeah, and they deserve him as like they—like him deserving kids, but like they deserve every—like a dad like that, like somebody who cares— that much and like can give that much love like are you gonna have more kids no we tied the two we didn't i didn't like physically tie the tubes that would have been cool but like (laughs) um no we just decided like okay two healthy two healthy boys we're okay like we're okay with that so my god that look at that beautiful and that's all the time incredible that's all and this isn't like and they have a daughter as well but this isn't just like for social media and that's what i love so much about him is like, people are like, oh, my gosh, that guy's so strong and he moves so fast. And be like, you, I get goosebumps from watching him, like, be a father. Yeah. Like, the things he says to his wife. Matt gets like that around me. I believe that. <laughs> I believe that's why he was late. He was nervous to come in. He was jealous of, of us talking. I had to prep myself. And that's uh, that's his dog, Maverick, who has three legs. Matt, Champion. Doesn't Matt, make any excuses. Matt and his wife have stopped using um, contraception since since they met my kids and seen my father. And still trying to pop out an obby. Dude, but those kids, your kids cat. are cool. Like, they're, like, and I've talked to uh, um, Elijah's like wife, Yana, like about you. it. I like you. Don't and it's like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like the, the stuff, like, that's the reality of parenting. Like, that's the reality of kids. Like, there's no, like, oh, look how nice my kid is. No, I've met your kid. Like, you're not, your kid's, in, like, not nice. Like, you're not an involved parent. Like, come on. Like Yeah, it speaks directly about yeah. you as a parent. It's like. It's like you can put whatever you want on social media, but like I've seen you in public, dude. It's amazing parents that don't. Anyway, I don't. Yeah. So, so four months in, your bottles down, bottles down, working um, hard, lean and mean. You've yep. never been back there. No. One seventy five. Okay. And so I, I uh, graduate from uh, basic training in AIT, um, in I believe June, um, and like that night, uh, a couple of my friends come over and we have some beers with my mom. Uh, and she's not happy because I, she's like, I don't care if you serve your country or not. You're 18 years old. So right. she wasn't real happy with that. She was happy to see me, so she kind of let it slide. And then the party, and it just picked right back up. And this is and this is how many years into the military? Uh, this was like four months. Four months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So then- so I go back to the hometown after basic. You get like two weeks. I got two weeks to like go and talk to other kids, you know, about joining the army. And this okay. is what it did for me. And then was it um, cool? Is boot camp fun? Um, I'm a people person, so like, it was never. I was putting in a lot of effort. Like, I was definitely giving it my all. And I still had, like, the jokes in the side. Be all you can be. That was the Army Absolutely. Thing, right? Like, yeah, Army Strong, I think it switched to. Um, but it was, like, my drill sergeants. Um, one of them would pull me in. And he was like, what the hell is wrong with you? He's like, why are you always smiling? And it was just like, it could be worse. You know what I mean? This I've been in a, a worse situation. It could be a whole hell of a lot worse than where I'm at right now. So this is cool. I'm safe. You know, um, we're going back thinking about the things that happened as kids. Like, I'm safe. These people like me. They care about me. I'm part of a team. You're excelling. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm fantastic. I was... You're at the top of your class, probably. I was the guide-on bearer. So the person that walked out in front of formation. Um, and then, like, when you go to the chow hall, you do, like, a stupid dance. And, like, dancing was my thing. So, like, coming up with, like, routines and doing that. Like, I was always, like, the... Um, not necessarily the center of attention, but I was, like, the captain, I guess you could you're say. You great for morale. Like the motiv- yeah, the motivation, the morale. Mm. And that's, that's kind of... Um, I, I just... That portion helped me not think about... The other things that had happened. And how long were you in the army? 
I did just over four years. So after four months, how long before you do you get deployed? I got stationed. Yeah, I got stationed down at um, Fort Hood. Um, Where's in that? Between, what, in between Waco and that? Austin, Texas. Okay. It's in c- Central Texas. Um, and a couple months later, I met my wife. Um, and she fell head over heels in love and asked me out on a date. Where did you meet her? A bar? Um, so my aunt lived um, in North the north area of Austin, Georgetown, and her parents lived two doors down. So I'd actually had beers with her dad while she was at college when I first went down there. And he was like, man, i got to introduce you to my daughter. You're a great guy. She's great. Like, you would be great for each other. So we just, um, she came down and asked me out. He knows how to pick them. Oh, huh? yeah. He well, she asked you out. <laughs> oh, she can say whatever she wants. Like, I used to wash my car at my aunt's a lot, like, waiting for her to, like, come out. Yeah. So I would say something. I'd never say a word. And then eventually she was like, she came down and she told me later like I had enough of you staring at me like I just I was figured I'd give you a shot and so I was kind of a rebound so girls for her. know when we're doing that she did I don't know I don't know if they all do I'm I all right <laughs> I just assumed they had no fucking clue no no like what do you think Matt do they know no no yeah okay, good. All right. don't ruin that don't ever say that no again. no I was just yeah, I take that I take that back again. I was kidding um so then I spent like a, a year and a half training up. Did you marry her right away? No. Um, we got engaged after nine months. Like I knew right then and there like this, she's a badass. And th- this this history, this dark history that you have, do you share this with her? Uh, not at that. Not at this point. Do you share it with her before you get married? No. Wow. This is – this oh. is. Uh, is that a dick move? Yeah, looking back, yeah, you know, um, I mean, it's, it's baggage. Like, it's like I showing up with ma- showing up with like your, your mother-in-law. I fully trust you, but I'm gonna keep this away from you. Right. Like I don't want you to try to. I don't want to bother you with it. Right. You know, it's like mm, I love mm, you so mm. much. I want to keep everything like super. It, like, is that really it, or is it that fucking? I don't want to talk about this. I didn't want. I don't want to talk about this shit. I didn't want to talk about it. It wasn't like the me saving her. Like I'm gonna protect you from my stuff. Like it's like. I'm embarrassed. Well, it's like things are going so well. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. Like, why talk about the negative if there's so many great things? Like a new relationship, you know what I mean? And that's what I'm thinking. Like, like kind of all of it in one. Like, it wasn't just the I'm going to protect you from my shit. And I guess at this point, you still didn't know how much of it it really was of you. And I hadn't processed any of it at this point. Okay, okay. Like, I had never... We'll give you a pass. Right, I had never, like, really sat down and been like, what is this doing to me? Okay. Because of the alcohol. Okay. You know, it was like, I'll just feed myself with alcohol and not have to worry about it and talk about it at all. If you met her now, let's say you didn't have these two boys and you didn't have her now and they were 10 years ahead and you met them at 35, would you tell her now? Yeah. you tell someone and then... I tell, I tell everybody. Okay. Oh, right. Well, shit. You're te- yeah, you're telling us. Right? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I, I think it's... And it's not... Um... That's the only fucking dumb question I've ever asked on this show. <laughs> no. No. Well, when I, when I asked Leong if there was internet in China, that was not a dumb question. That is like just a great so question. I didn't. I, um, Elijah went to China and did some some seminars, and he was telling me like they can't have like Facebook. That, see, yeah, so, so you, that's the thing. Have they have internet there. It's like if you go to a zoo and you see a lion in a cage. Is that really a lion? Right, <laughs> right. Because that motherfucker's in a cage, and that isn't showing any of the characters. Right. It looks like a lion. Right. But none of the characteristics lion right. have. Now, just because you have Wi-Fi and some websites in China, if you can't get out of your country, is that really internet? Right. I agree. You see that? See what I'm saying, Matt? Yeah. That was like – like that should be like a Buddha quote. Like that's a Buddha quote. I didn't like the what? line analogy. That's what fine. if What if your wife didn't have a vagina? Would she still be your <laughs> yeah, wife? That <laughs> what if? What if my grandpa I, had tits? I, I, would I you see be my no grandma? parallel to that in a lion in a cage at a zoo. It well, there's – it's you're, you're, getting a, you're getting a little wobbly with these. No, there's attributes that define something. See, Eric even thinks so too. <laughs> Why? What did Eric do? He laughed. 
That's because he knows I'm right. <laughs> There's attributes that, that, that make something what it is, the essence of it. And if your internet doesn't work outside of your country, if you can't use Google, then you're not on the internet. Yeah, he, so there's like, well, all, all I'm saying is like your standard is different than somebody else's. Okay, okay. No, that's fine. But my standard's right. <laughs> um, so, 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 you, so you meet her. Right. But you're about one year in. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I think we're 19, 20. Um, we get engaged after nine months. Um, I went to get married before I went to Iraq because of um, financial reasons. Like bump and pay. Absolutely. They give you more money. And then um, my parents and her parents were like, I don't know. And then we, because it's easier to bury a boyfriend in our eyes at the time. Like, I, they talked me into it than it would be a husband. It might not be something you ever, you could ever completely get rid of. That's heavy. I I don't think you should ever avoid heartbreak. Right. You should never make a decision to avoid heartbreak. And I agree. And now looking back on it, we both say, like, that like trying to fight that love like for that reason like we loved each other like we wanted to be husband and wife at that time like right. that was the reality um but it we just so you didn't get married no we didn't we got engaged and then i did um 365 i left on her birthday march 13 2004 and uh that we were supposed to be going to mexico but they pushed our orders to iraq sooner so I didn't like the whole her whole family like everybody's going to mexico and like she's dropping me off at fort hood like See ya. Like, we don't know. And then from there, you don't see her for a year? Uh, no. Um, I get um, leave, like, right around Thanksgiving time. Um, most people would take, like, you get, like, 16 days or whatever it is. And some people never want to leave the country, so they would go, um, like, to Dubai on, like, a four-day pass. Um, because it was it was hard coming back. Like, after go- seeing all that oh, crap that. and going through all that, it was, like... You did see crazy shit over there? Yeah. Um... And and this is like the the veteran portion where. Where it's did like, you get deployed to? Iraq. I was in yeah south um southeast Baghdad. So like, does anyone say Iraq or do they all say Iraq? Um Iraq like Iraq is like if you're like smart like school wise or like the people in Iraq say like Iraq or Iraq. you know. But it was like, um, did you guys not do that because that would be too complimentary towards it? Like, um, was Iraq kind of like the way to degrade it? No, yeah, we're it here wasn't. fighting in Iraq, blowing some people up. Most in Baghdad, like when we Iraq, went, it was like Iraq. Iraq. They just called them sons of bitches. Right. You know right. what I mean? The enemy. Like these, yeah, like these people, because there was nine months of fighting in Iraq, and then there was um, a longer period of time that they, we we'd already been in Afghanistan. Um, and so people we know were already dying. And so, like, like guys you went to, to boot camp with. Guys I went to base training with, like three guys I went to basic training with um, died in either Iraq or Afghanistan in the first nine months. So you're going over there to kill the guys who killed Mad. them. Yeah, yeah, we're mad. Yeah. Like, it's, it's we'll protect us, and whatever else happens, that's on them. Right. They, they didn't take care of their business. We're here to take care of it for you. Right. While protecting each other and the innocent. Right. Like, that was, like, there's the whole big thing. Like, it's me and my buddies first. Like, it's our, that camaraderie. Like, you'll never break. Like, it's us or them. And if you didn't look at it that way, like, you're probably in the wrong job. Like you're in the you're in the wrong you're if you're going to combat and you're thinking like oh I can't wait to help like I can't wait to help my buddies like this yeah. is us in our country and survival like, take, first absolutely yeah it's, like, it's us it, or them was always said remember it's us or them every time before we went out on patrol it was it's us or them you, you know? guys would have that talk every single time every single time and sometimes we were going out doing three or four two hour patrols a day and it was always remember why we're doing this. It is for us so we can go home. Um, 
and and while like the bigger picture the things we were doing were for the betterment of um iraq which then helps the united states like in my opinion we can get all into that but um like it was it was it was for us like you develop a true love and did did anyone in your yeah so in the artillery um which so there's like infantry and then there's artillery we didn't take my battalion of about 1200 guys we didn't we only took i think four howitzers like if you pull up a howitzer it's just it's a tank on steroids and it shoots these 155 millimeter rounds and it's badass i think we took four or six out of the normal i think we had 18 yeah we had 18 so we only took a couple. We we went from artillerymen being inside of these vehicles to being on patrol in not up armored, under armored vehicles that we had to our mechanics put steel on the sides. So that's yes, and actually that my that's not mine, but it's um, I you, was first you, cab, first battalion. You were trained to be in one of those, absolutely. And what did you do in there? So um, this is the guy that's in charge. He's the section chief. This is the gunner. Um, and then inside, I was this guy right here. I was, that's, that, that's not me. Is there anyone that's like protected, protected? Like all you guys got your heads up. Like the, the way like that IEDs and built are built, like you're like from gunfire. Like, so you're sitting here and then there's like a little hatch that you crawl, like get on all fours and crawl out to the back of it. That was the picture before where the, the back door opened up. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's the inside. That's where I would be. I'd be in there. So it's, but it's like, <laughs> just so you know, so, never go. So like, I'm not one of the dudes with their heads. So like, dibs. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, dude it's so down. hot in there. You don't want to be in there. That That's was one fine. thing. Like I'm a sweater. Like uh, my little my head sticking off. out, like my little head. And it, plus I had my own little, like small sleeping quarters. Like these guys are all laying on each other. Um, is there shit in there that's like so fucking hot that if you touch it you burn yourself? Is yeah. it like walking around inside of an Absolutely. iron? Like you're, you're like oh an, fuck, it's I can't an touch oven. Anything. Yeah, like you like the gear. You want your sleeves rolled down. You want the gloves on. Like you want to be fully because it's so freaking hot. Everything in there is bad. Everything's hot. Everything's hot. And so it's like they they have like a, a little primer, and you pull a cord, and that this like little motion like this sends that round miles. You know, it can send it up to miles. So it was like. So you train you, you think you're going to take 18 of those there but you only take we, 4. We then yeah we we um we learn to walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned and and like a lot of people um like you join this because you don't want to be an infantryman. Like I'm not going to lie. Like infantrymen are badass. Like I didn't I wanted to ride in style. Like look how nice this right, looks. Right. Right. Like right. it's beautiful. Right. No it's one like can a Cadillac. Get you, no one can get you with yeah, a knife in there. It's a Cadillac. Like I can still hurt people but like yet i'm protected and there's probably like water in there and yeah oh yeah we have water and there's like you can like heat water for coffee awesome. perfect you know it's like my own little <laughs> right. hotel room right. in combat wow. but we didn't take those with us like my um battery which was i think 130 people we didn't take any of ours with us and it was like okay well you're on um you're in the guard towers for a while so you hear like mortars and stuff, but the third day we're there, um, Sadr City, which is like one of the worst places in Iraq, um, it it got attacked. Like they came out of the woodwork, and uh, so we had our infantry battalion was there, another group of inf- infantrymen, and then we had um, I think ninety other artillerymen from my unit attached to there, and they got attacked, and it was called Black Sunday, and so like we had to load up and like get them ammunition and stuff and so like um four of our um battalion members died that day four days into iraq so we got there april 1st and on the fourth how many people in the battalion 1200 1200 so the first four are killed um within like just over 72 hours wow um and these are dudes you would see like in the mess hall and shit like that. absolutely like especially like 
um, they were at a different FOB, which is a forward operating base, but like um, you see each other, like you talk to each other, but like back at Fort Hood, it was all, like, you're always together. They were um, mechanics, Casey Sheehan was a friend of mine, um, and he was a mechanic. You know, and you see him every single day. Who is that? I don't know who that is. So Casey Sheehan, um, his mom brought what was Camp Casey at Bush's private residence into Camp Crawford. She made up and started putting the crosses up with oh. their boots. She was the original Moms Against Iraq. Wow. Okay. Um, so he was from my unit. He okay. Was, he was a member of my unit. Um, and then, so like we were on guard tower. Like, Yeah, you kill a mama's baby and she'll have a lot of energy to do a lot of protesting. There's a long huh? story to that. She wasn't such a great mom, but she kind of let him, you know. Don't want to get too personal. She okay. wasn't the best person. But. Right. Um, so then, like, we were in the guard towers. It was like they're trying to figure out what they were going to do with this. So they put us up in the guard towers, and there's mortars all the time. Like, not, mortars all the time, and you hear, like, loud booms everywhere you go. So you're like, oh, wow, this is neat. Like, rockets coming in. They sound like fireworks. And it's like, Zzz. And it's like, you know, you pucker. Like, you always got to pucker. And I, I can still, like, I get the shakes, like, even making that motion, like, thinking of that. Um, so then they're like, okay, well, the, the area we're in is not good. It's not safe. We have to go find the guys that are making IEDs, the guys that are that have these mortar tubes that are shooting mortars at us, the guys that are driving by shooting. Like, they're not happy with us. We have to go fix this this little city town that we're in. Um, so then we just started going out on patrols and working with the people to try to like better the community. But at the you're same looking time, to hunt these people and kill them. Yes, while fixing, their, while giving. Yeah. The nice people food, mm-hmm. we're still there's people hunting. Like you are hunting humans. Right. Like that is your job is we set up like traffic control points with like razor wire all out and it's like we're gonna find out who the bad guys are. Um I have a couple of friends who were Marines, a couple of guys in the Navy, a lot of guys who work for Crosser. Right, service. absolutely. And I always make this joke when we hear a helicopter, hey, hey, be cool. Be cool. Yeah. Is that not a cool joke to me? <laughs> I don't. It doesn't. Like I don't. I doesn't bother me. All right, cool. You know what I mean? Right. Like it doesn't. Um, <laughs> I do that to Tyson <laughs> and Dave all the time. Oh be cool. Be cool. Be cool. It doesn't bother me, but like right. um, things. Something that, like boxes on the side of the road. I'm switching lanes. Yeah. Cars on the side of the road. I'm switching lanes. Like there's. Okay. It just. It's. It, it's instinct. Um, and then, so like the year you're not getting blown up, whether it's in Iraq or fucking, I'm going to do my best to avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's my thought process. My wife drives 99% of the time. So renting the car here for me was like, I'm a damn grown ass man. (laughs) (laughs) I can drive by myself 20 miles. Look at me. And why does she drive? Um, because of that, I like, um, it's just not a healthy environment for you. Right. I know what situations to put myself in, what not to. And if dry, if me letting her drive is avoids any sort of conflict, conflict and confrontation. Cause I still have, um, times where I get mad and I get aggressive. And so to what take that away, what happened there, what incident happened there that was the most traumatic? Um, that you my carry? first sergeant, um, was killed. He, he was, when I first this arrived, is, this is Ut, Ern, Ernst. Uh, First Ernest, uh, yeah. Ernest, uh, yeah. Um, my first day at Fort Hood, anyways, like I went to sign in and like welcome me, and he brought me back to his house for barbecue. So like right then and there, I was like, this guy's cool. And then he was like, um, he was a mentor from that point, and always like kind of took me under his wing. Like, you know, he was a great, amazing leader, and so I just like he was the first person I met at my unit at Fort Hood. Um, and he was just, I mean, he was a leader of leaders. Like when you looked, like you just looked at the guy, and you knew there was a presence about him. Um, he he could like they always say find you one that can do both someone that's an asshole and someone that can be kind like he was the perfect balance of that um like he just when he spoke you understood that there was no no sideways around it there was no other ways 
that he was trying to benefit from it, but doing the right thing. Um, so, um, it was like the middle of the day and we were, um, my four vehicle team wasn't on patrol at the time. Um, and so my buddy and I, Lon, who's, who also, he follows a podcast and he's a CrossFitter. Great dude. Um, Great amazing. Dude. Hey Lon, what's up? Man? <laughs> Big fan. Shout, yeah. Shout out Lon. <laughs> we, um, we went to like the indoor range that we had and it wasn't indoor. Like we went to basically suntan cause like who doesn't like to be tan shirt off. So we went oh, always. And so we went and we came back and we had, um, adopted puppies from like the outside <laughs> of the camp. And so we were looking at these puppies and these puppies would like run over to the sun and it would be so hot on their feet that they'd run back to the shade. And it was like, wow, like first starting got these puppies. That's so cool. And then poof, all of a sudden, like I'm thrown from my feet, lawns knocked over. And they had um, fired a 120 millimeter rocket, pinpoint pinpointed to the exact location. I mean, it was it was a building, and it was he stood outside. And a lot of times, like you duck for cover, like cover your ass. Wait a sec. So this is a, this is it. a military base. Yeah, it's a yep, it's a FOB. And, and, it was and, Camp Cuervo was the name. And what's of it. FOB stand for? Forward Operating Base. Uh huh. Camp Cuervo and. Um, you guys are outside doing some target practice, yeah. sunbathing, looking at your puppies, yeah. and a fucking taking a break, and a fucking missile, bullet, yeah, giant a, bullet. I mean, it's 122 millimeters. It's it's f- fucking phenomenal. And 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 when that one hits, does that hurt anyone? It killed him. It, it hit him. So oh, it didn't shit. hit the like it it hit him. Um, and normally, like to make sense, like the leadership would always look to see where it would come from. So they could identify, call on the radio, and then we can shoot back. Right. And it was like uh, he obviously was out. He was looking for it, and it and it because he heard it coming, or someone yeah. spotted you could it on hear radar. It. You oh. could hear like you could hear the initial, Doof. and then it's like Do you, uh, I so, never heard. I mean, so, you hear it all the time. So when oh, so did you know when did you hear that? I never did. Not that time. I didn't hear it coming. But he did. He yeah. He was out like looking. <laughs> For it, obviously, like was that. anyone else killed? No, he was, oh. and that was. Um, How many people were at this fob? Uh, I, I want to say f- four hundred, maybe. So he had a very slim chance of being the one to get hit, and he got hit. And he was the one that took it. And when you get hit by that, is there anything left of you? You're uh, gone. That was. Um, there wasn't an open casket. I can tell you that. So it was that reality. Like it threw me from my feet. Um, and like I'm like seeing stars. I'm like, holy shit, did that really just happen? Um, and I see Lon, and uh, Lon like had ran over there and ran back, and he was like, you don't like, you're good, like just go away. Um, so I was like, what's he talking about? So I went to see, and then you could see he was dead. Yeah. And so I just, I mean, there's there, I wasn't saving. And were there people screaming and running around? And it wasn't necessarily scream. It was controlled chaos. Um, like, why did they only shoot one in? I don't know, probably. They only had one. Probably guessing, right? Scared what was going to happen next to see what would happen. And what's crazy is it was. And what does happen next? All hell broke loose. You guys leave. You let the dogs out. You You let like the funny like you let the dogs out. Like people were mad. Like you just took our hero away. Like the guy that is in charge. Like our commander and him were the perfect team pair. Like together. Like one was like this professional, awesome. Like super Billy badass, and the other one was the leader, like the NCO. So they made a perfect team, and you took one away from us. You took you took that away from us. So it was like, okay, like we had a quick formation. It was, you know, yeah, he's dead. Um, we're going out on patrol. And we're going to go find what it was, and it was the, like, what's crazy was like the house that you could see 
outside of our fob like it was there was um the Diala, like the Diala River I think it was um was right there and it was like this nice house and they just like put it on rock and like a firework like you would do bottle rocket like if you mm-hmm. just tip over the bottle and then you light it and see where it goes like that's what they did and then you so said you guys destroyed the house no, 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 it was too close. Like, did we want to? Absolutely. It was just too close. There was, um, there were a lot of things that happened, but it wasn't. The house wasn't destroyed. Um, there was a lot of attitude adjustments, um, but it was just like, it was so like hard to grasp that he was. Do you ever catch the people who did, who did it? Yeah, they. Yeah. Oh, they were caught. Yeah, and like happened? it was an entire family. I don't know. They, they, they're shipped off somewhere else. Are they killed or are they? No, they're not. It's not like it's. You're definitely. They're not murdered. You know wow. what I mean? Like wow. they were. They were. That's some pretty amazing restraint. They were. Yeah. I mean, but it's like the reality. Like, and that was a thing. Like, um, my section told us, like, do you want him to die in vain? Like, is this like revenge? Is that what you want? Like, is this what's going to happen? And it was like, how can we do this? You know, it's like okay, well now hand them off to their own people. Like the Iraqi police were not nice to him. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him afterwards, um, but they weren't nice to him. And then, um, so that was kind of a turning point for me. I went to the promotion board um, within the next two weeks, and he was gone. He wasn't there to like. They sit in front of you and they ask you questions, and you give answers basically a test. Do you break down there? Oh, bad. In front of the promotion board. Bad. They threw me out, and I had to. I had to catch like catch my shit there. Like we're gonna give you a chance. Go catch your shit and come back in. So I did the um, non commissioned officers creed. Um, came back in and did the non-commissioned officers creed, and they said, "We know that he's what not. Is that? Sit- it's yeah, what is um, that? no one is more professional than I. I am a non-commissioned officer, leader of soldiers. Um, it's just when you go from specialist E4 in the army to E5, um, you damn well better well know the non-commissioned officer creed because becoming an NCO is an important. Okay, and you position. say that it's something you verbalize. It's like so, yeah, 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 absolutely, okay, okay, absolutely. Okay. And if you don't know it, you're a turd. Okay, you know, so they test you on it, and it's long and. Um, so I originally came in and I just I was looking at where he would be sitting and they had replaced him with another um, member, a, a senior non-commissioned officer in my um, battalion and um, they could tell I wasn't right. So they were like, we're going to get the sergeant major was like, I'm going to give you a chance, get out and come back in and give me the NCO creed. And I think they asked me one more question after that and usually it's a couple minutes long um, and they asked me one more question and then they said, okay, get out. And then so I passed and so it was like. Um, you got the promotion. Yeah, and it, it, I didn't get on the point. It goes by points, so I had to I had to um, submit my points. I think I got it like a month later. Um, but walking back, it was like fuck, you know, like this sucks. This is oh, terrible. you weren't elated. You weren't like yeah, I did it. No. Um, my section chief was with me and my roommate, um, it, who well, my roommate the entire time I was in the military back, and it was like man, it, this like sucks. My chief, my section chief, was like you know, but he would be proud. Um, we're going to do these things for him. You're going to make him proud, you know, these things. But it's still, like, it wasn't the same after that. Mm. It just wasn't, you know, a couple months in, and it was, like, everybody's attitude switched to um, mad. Like, it was, it was people were pissed. And then um, slowly more and more people um, started to be killed. And people... Um, people in your battalion. Yeah. Um, not as many, even in, like, there were people, and I don't want to say not as many that it's not important, because it's very important, but, like, our infantry battalion, um, they got rocked in Sadr City. And, and when I say rock, I don't mean that to demean the people that they lost. Like, it it kills me to even, like, talk about it. Um, but they took a lot of loss. And guys that you would see on a consistent basis, it was different guys the next time. It was a different set of guys. It was a different group of guys. Um, and so like that, like 
revolving door just never stopped. It was the phones are off because so and so died. And are you thinking every day you can be killed? Every day, every day. It's like, well, you know, at night I'm like, in my head I'm like, thank God. And then I'm like, why the hell is God doing this to me? You know. You, so you had faith then. I you had it. God, I didn't know how to use it. Okay. I didn't know how to really give myself. And I, I like, like, um, with Sam Dancer, like I didn't like listening to him. Like it was pretty good the way he explains. It. It's like. I believed, but I didn't know how to believe. I didn't know how to use my faith. Like I'm not, I'm not perfect, um, but I didn't have that actual what's faith. Of you know, I questioned everything. Mm-hmm. Of even like when I was a kid, like why is this happening to me? Like if this, if this man is so great and he does all these great things, why are these happening? Um, but it wasn't until you know later on that I, I got that all figured. <laughs> I got that all figured out. But it's it's a woman, right? Right. It's not a man. I think that's the first thing everyone has fucked up. I think up. he's from Baja. It's Jesus is what, yeah. But it's... Oh. Talking about God here. So yeah. Lost me there. Matt, don't fall asleep. You no, know people no, no. judge the shit out of you for the Ronnie Teasdale episode. Yeah, I'm just not sitting falling over asleep. There. I'm just focusing. Are, did you roll your eyes at anything he said? No. Okay. Yeah, geez, people are just like slaying me. You're the one who needs to get slayed. But it's, uh... Oh, I, there's plenty of slaying <laughs> me, motherfucker. Okay. But it's like that year... That's two years in... It's two years in. How year often are you talking to your wife back home? Do you have one of those satellite phones you can call? No, you I don't. No. I think people had bought some. I just, I didn't, I didn't like to call home. I didn't like to write home. I didn't like to re- receive letters. I like to receive snacks because snacks are important. Uh, like, snacks are. Do you think about your wife a lot? Yeah. Oh, uh, when you're over there? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, how, where did you? Um, do you have any alone time there? Where did you? Oh, uh, we made there? alone time. Yeah. Like it was kind of a scheduled. Like, hey, you. Here's you your needed, 15 minutes. Yeah. Go. Like here, here's your. <laughs> here's your rub here's one your, out. Yeah. Here's your. Okay. Yeah. And they they had a lot of neat things like um, my wife's not gonna be very proud that I'm. It was called Fifi's. And uh-huh. It's a toilet paper roll, and you stuff toilet paper inside of it, and you can put lotion. I never did it because I'm I. I was fine. Like it is never that, had to have. Fifi is like a homemade pocket. <laughs> pussy? It's like a pocket vagina. <laughs> wow, amazing. And then and some guys like you, like I. People think when I joke about it, like they cut holes in their mattresses, and then you could put the Fifi in there. Like I never did it, and yeah. I, I, it didn't. Like, but there'd just, be other dudes in the room. No, I like you I, would leave. Oh, like okay. you could, like Give everybody go time. get everybody go get dinner, chow. Like or you're going on patrol. I'm not going out today. Like catch I get, up with you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like when your kids go to school for the first day and you're out waving like bye. Like, I'm leaving. Like, I'll be back in 15 It's my minutes. time. Hey, that that that. Uh, do you have any pictures? I, I'd love to see that mattress with a hole in it. I, I, I don't have around. any. I burned all my pictures in Kuwait on the way back. Did you? I was smart. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, and why is that? Smart? Uh, because a lot of the pictures weren't um, incriminating. Yeah. Just I wouldn't say incriminating, but it was like. And then you start to feel guilty because you're so excited to go back home and you're like, look at your picture and it's like, oh shit, I don't need. Those pictures. Yeah, okay. you know what I mean? Does any party you wish you still had them? Yeah, oh. I I burned <laughs> like throughout my time. I I burned uniforms. I threw medals away, like military medals. I threw coins out. Um, all stuff you wish you would have kept. All stuff I wish I would have kept. But that was your way of saying fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Okay. And did you keep? Did you have a picture of your wife the whole time you were there? Yeah, I had a lot. Um, some some of them got burned in Kuwait on the way back just so that no one else got to see them. Right. You know what I mean? Like Oh, why? Because as you checked in, you had to empty out your pockets and show everyone when you're coming back to the station. Yeah, like or like a lot of guys like the pictures on their computers, like that pictures were sent to there. They deleted those, and mine were all like pictures that I would like keep under my mattress next to Fifi. Right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I didn't have a Fifi. I wrong. Oh, <laughs> oh, these are like. Yeah, they're. Yeah, oh, they're. Yeah, and oh, she's not oh, going to be happy yeah, with because yeah, she's pretty conservative. But, gotcha. um, it's uh, 
The hey, we, you can't send a um, hundred thousand men overseas and and not yeah. give them an outlet. I mean, no, I mean, no, it was uh, weird. And thankfully, at that time, there, like Facebook wasn't cool. There was like no mm-hmm. Instagram. You know what I mean? There wasn't. I don't know what they do now, but like back then, it was like pictures in the mail, or like every once in a while, you'd have like webcam access. You'd get like that perfect internet connection it was like i think it was nine hours difference and so like be like hey good morning like wake up like pop tit you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah yeah hey yeah like this you know and i hate like i i joke about that but like that was like oh cool i'm good right, right. I'm good. you know what i yeah. mean like i'm i'm good to go you bought me like, 48 hours yeah like i'm good to go <laughs> um and that's the reality i think that not a lot like that's something the like being away sucks so you're away for four, how, how long are you? 365 over days and to then you, the day, and then you come back. Come back. And are you ever deployed again? Never. No. Okay. I have one year after I get back. I have just under a year left. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to reenlist, but and like, you move in with your wife at that point? Yeah, we had. She had gotten an apartment right like a week before I left. Two weeks before I left, I think it was. Right by um, the base. No. No, I'm smart. I was smart enough to know that that you there was none of that. Like she's oh, because another dude will scoop away. her up. Oh, for sure. Oh, okay. Or at least try to. Right. Like, so we, in the town that she, like, went to high school and we got an apartment, like, where so, she was working. So you come back from this barbaric fucking mm-hmm. experience. Um, and I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> fucking fine. <laughs> I'm good. You're severely traumatized. Right. Um, as is everyone. Right. You're, mm-hmm. not, you're not alone. Right. Um, you... Your 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 fiance at the time? Yeah, she was my fiance. So we your were fiance. Getting, I so got back in March. For four years. Um, Five years. Well, no, it was we got engaged at. God, when was it? So d- Christmas Eve, two thousand three. I left March. Oh four. So for years, for years well, you've been two, engaged. Two okay. years. Okay. Yeah, two years. And then you come back and and you do the commute from base to mm-hmm. your apartment. That's for another forty year. minutes each. Yeah, day. we got married in August of oh five. After I got, I got back in March, got married in August, and then I got out of the military um, like the first of March. And you come back and just start drinking right away. Right back on it that night. I'm the day you we land. go. Yeah, like my my mom and stepdad are there, and we we go to their hotel room, and I just like I get into the whiskey like it's nobody's business, and everything's. F- I'm so happy, so everybody. I puke on the way home. Like I open the car door, turning uh, to go to our apartment, like making the turn. I remember it, and uh, my wife's like got a hold of me, and I'm like puking. And and before then, when was the last time you'd had a drink? I drank in Iraq. Oh, you did. Okay. I won't. I won't. I won't like it. Like attempt to say that I was like yeah. Like I had some drinks in Iraq. And is that illegal? I think it's against their religion and... But I mean against military policy. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Okay. For sure. So where do you get the alcohol at? Uh, The locals have it. Like, uh, they can... The Iraqis can pretend that they're, like... They drink. Okay. So there's, like... They get, like, the stout beer. You know, like, the high percentage of alcohol. And then they have, like... They get, like, whiskey. And then they take... Did you ever get sick there? Drink so much you got sick there? Oh, yeah. One night I lost it. I flipped shit. And they knew that I had been drinking... Um, and so I got put on guard tower duty. Your commanders? Uh, my platoon sergeant. Okay. My section chief, but the the guy that was just in charge of me, um, knew that I needed some, you know, a kick in the ass. So I was taking off patrol, which you don't want to be not on patrol, like, cause then you're not, you're not in the mix. You're, right. You're just hanging out on the guard tower. Right. Um, so I had to do that. Um, and it was something terrible, like. For four hours, you get two hours off, then you go another four hours, and you get two hours off. And oh. I was like, "Fuck, I get it." Like, I, after what do you that, do in those two hours? You sleep miserable. No, okay. like I'm like I don't. I think I'm probably sick. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't really remember, like what I, I didn't get it. Like I got it. Okay, I can't do this anymore. I got it. 
like put me back put me back in coach gotcha. like, mission accomplished and like they sat down and they're like you do it again and it's gonna it's gonna be worse when do you have your first experience with pills um i would say did you ever shoot anything up no needle like i am covered in tattoos but like needles just weren't my thing it always seemed dirty okay to me and pills were like clean you know like and i don't want to be looked at it like it's dirty um so which, no so no meth or coke either i did i had some experience with coke um uh, after your return yeah after like all out of the military i never did any drugs when I, I didn't even take any pills um when i was in the military then when i got out um i had a lot of trouble sleeping um and i actually went to work for the sheriff's office in Travis County in Austin for two and a half years. And like within the first six months there, I was on pills. Yeah, they just handed out like candy, right? Prescribed. Oh, prescribed. Like it was, oh yeah, prescribed, not prescribed. Um, I could get somebody else's prescription. Um, How much weight do you put on in that first six months getting out? The first six, probably 40 pounds Ooh, at that point. So you're you're about where you are now, 220. You quickly blow up to like... Well, I, I was about 200 the whole time I was in the military. Okay. And then I get to... Um, like by the time I in Iraq and then when I get out of Iraq, I'm about, um, two twenty, two thirty, And then within the first six months, I'm probably two seventy five. Oh shit. Are you doing some weird shit in Iraq too? Like, like eating two, what are those meals? Called? MREs, MREs meals ready to eat. Yeah, are you eating more um, we had, two? um, like 10,000 calories at a time. Right? We had those, like they constipate you. Okay. So they kind of like, there's some good stuff. Like they got Skittles in them. And so there's like some okay meals, but like we had um, a chow hall, um, which was basically a circus tent, and they some like some like had a hot meal, um, and so like I just ate like that. But you were using so many calories, you know, an extra forty, sixty, eighty pounds of. Did gear. you notice you were eating more though than other guys? Um, no, like no, I didn't okay. pay. Like yeah, it, I don't that, think it really matters at that point. Uh, uh, yeah, Dude, at that point, he, weigh, he weighs two. He weighed two hundred twenty. Yeah, but you're pounds. you're in you're in survival mode. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, like, but I no one wants to be like with I, the mine was like twenty in the tank. A lot of no, we were we were in Humvees. Like I could still. Oh, there's some pictures, I think, on here, um, of me like, you know, I was I was getting bigger. You know, like I was definitely like eating my feelings. Like there's no doubt about it because I wasn't able to drink as much. Like there was a handful of times, I had a drink. But it was a lot of it was like eating and like tons of like crap, you know. It was like care packages would come and I could eat like they had like Ritz crackers, like f flaky type crackers, and I just mm. I pound the whole thing in like two minutes. Right, and they're delicious. Ritz crackers are good. Yeah, they're delicious. They're like they got a little air. Like they're I delicious. lived on them as a kid. Yeah, as a just kid. the regular they're butter so, ones. Yeah, just the round. Now uh, they have yeah. like just the, put one in at a time, even as a kid. To, then mm. you could. Like squirt cheese on there, the canned cheese. Like that was a big thing over there. Like hey, easy cheese, easy cheese. Yeah, like easy that's cheese, the yeah. that goes that makes anything gourmet. <laughs> like over there, anything over there, easy and cheese. Now, and now it's peanut butter. For Even, you. Yeah, now it's peanut butter. I've I've moved up. <laughs> moved so, on. There. So you're at the sheriff's office. They you get a, a doctor prescribes you some. Pills. Yeah, I get some prescriptions, and then it's not enough. So like I go on my own. After like what? Like what? Yeah, what what kind of pills? Like uh, like trazodone was one. Wow. Um, I used to work in a home for disabled adults. We gave that to them. Oh yeah. What is it? What yeah. is that? And that's how I knew of it, because at the jail, that's what you get people that have severe mental illness to go to sleep. Is that an opioid? I have no idea, it's, but I it's, think hard, it's, a, it's a, hardcore a, shit. Yeah, it's a uh, no. It's I forget the like the <clears throat> the category it falls under. But basically, it's like you're gonna go to sleep for twelve hours. No. Oh. Okay. Good night. Yeah. Like there's no thought process. Like, it's like so it was explained like to me later. Um, by one of my coaches. Um. He was like, he worked for a sleep testing. He's like, it is shutting off your brain. He worked for a what? Um, like they do sleep testing. Oh, okay. Um, 
his name's Kate. He goes to my gym and he said, I was like, so what's this trazodone do? And he's like, basically it is stopping all brainwave movement for a period of time. And would you take it to sleep or would you take it to function? I eventually, I took it, started out taking it, mixing it with Ambien to get oh, a good shit. night's rest. Um, but then, but then I started to be like, you could make a concoction of different pills to to achieve and you're and you're getting high. and you're getting prescribed enough to be to fulfill your addiction absolutely and is your wife tripping no idea she doesn't know my wife thought that um like at one point my wife gave me um a hydrocodone mm-hmm. and she was like i was like this is fucking cool and she's like you're done like that's it so she had no <laughs> idea like there was no for nine years my wife had no idea that i was a drug addict zero Amazing. Like I was getting drugs from anyone and everyone, and most time I didn't have to pay for it. Um, whether it was through the VA prescribing me pills, um, or through friends that had prescriptions for these pills, or friends' wives. So is the U.S. Um, government a major purchaser of? Absolutely, and that's why I have put myself in the middle of this with my the pain management director of my VA, who's a friend of mine and a, a member of one of our sister gyms, because it's out of hand. It's crazy. Like I could have at one point, I could have ninety oxycotton and ninety trazodone pills delivered from Omaha to my front door in twenty four hours. Service with a smile. At one time, not now. Now, now the policies are changing. <clears throat> now you have Uber bring it. Right. Um. To uh, how, how old is your oldest child? Six. So when you and what's his name? Tucker. When you have when your wife has Tucker, um, are you in? Are you at the hospital? Yeah. I mean, I'm physically there. And you're just iron a kite. Yeah, wow. High and hungover. I'd been drinking the night before. She was like, I remember she was walking like to try to get the baby out around the block. And, and I was across the street at a neighbor's house. Like, You weren't walking with her? Hell no. Wait, wait two things. Walking to get the baby out? What like, so walking, like, to, I, I don't know the, the physical, what it does, but, like, if right before... You'll know in nine months, man. You're... <laughs> like, so... I have, I have a cat. Like, to get the things moving and flowing better. Oh, oh, like, okay, so okay, she okay, was okay, somewhat okay. dilated. Walked, they said to go okay. walk. You walked a woman, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like, when you, you don't went, jump on a trampoline when you're to, like, like... When you're that close, you just yeah, you you walk the woman and get moving. things going. Yeah, and they like, say, like, if you have sex, it helps do it, so... But, like, at that time, I was 335 pounds. Like, it was not... There was... I was not happy with myself. Like, there was none of that shit going on. On. Um, so yeah, I just sat and I three thirty-five. Oh yeah, and your wife is nine months pregnant, and 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 that that day, like, do you remember feeling anything when the baby came out? Did you get any? Of that, uh, like, like, yeah, I mean, I was so happy, like it was like, oh, that's my boy, and I'm like, but I'm a piece of shit. Oh, so, you did feel that way. Oh yeah. So there had been some crazy self-talk oh, yeah. now. Going yeah, it's on. A, like my self-hate um, from 2006 um, to 2012. When he was born, um, it started to get bad. Uh, um, what is bad? Like, do you cry every day? Every night. Every night? Every single night I was crying myself to sleep. And does your wife know that? that? No. You don't even let her see or hear that? Um, just like, she would know, like, when I like when I would drink and it would come out. Um, like, she knew that I was struggling. And she would try to, like, help um, as much as she could. But, like, 
Was your unhealthy lifestyle getting off on her too? Like, was she starting to drink more? Did she start popping she, pills? She went with the flow. Like, she she would drink, but she was never the issue when we were drinking. You know what I mean? Like, there was like one instance one time, and I'm gonna call her out because it was pretty funny. Like, we both got like intoxicated, and she got really mad, so she was like throwing ranch out of the bottle in the air. Like, that's ranch abuse. Love that's ranch. That's a lot. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Do not uh, mess around. You know, like, like why are you mustard ruining the maybe, ranch? Like, I'm trying to like catch it with pizza rolls. You know, and it's like, <laughs> don't do that. But other than that, it was always. Your, always your drama. Me, always me starting the shit. At, 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 every the, single time. at this point, had you already addressed the issues you had in your past as a child? With your yes. Um, oh. So, like, we had talked about that um, as being one of my issues. Like, I, I, th- I threw a bunch of um, my medals and awards into the fireplace and, like, started the fire. It's just the two of you. Yep, just the two of us. Like, 12 o'clock at night and like the next morning she's like okay we need to talk we need to discuss this mm-hmm. we need to what's going on and I, I like no we don't I need beer yeah and, and it was like okay well this is what happened you know and I'm losing I've lost my stuff at this point and I'm bawling and crying and like she's like I had no idea like that's a lot like okay like w- let's work through this and I'm like no nah, I'm good I just had a bad night last night you know she's not confrontational so like she's also holding that all inside all of the shit that I'm doing She's holding inside as well. I, I'm in this marriage. It's getting fucking worse. Yeah. Fuck, I'm pretty sure this is alcoholism. Oh, yeah. Oh, my fucking But God. how do I approach this yeah. monster? Yeah. How do I slay the dragon? <clears throat> yeah. I bet you that's how it is for my wife. <laughs> what, what, what was your drink she, of choice? She what told me, she, my wife told me one time, everything is about timing with you. And that always made me feel bad. That kind of stuck with me. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. That's right. spot on. I don't, yeah. I, I don't want to, I want to always be approachable. I don't want to yeah. be like, like a fucking hungry hippo yeah. in marble. And that's, see, that's, 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 that's yeah. funny you say that, like yeah. hungry hippo. That's how it was. Like, it just one little thing and it was, it was like, oh, man. Like, there he goes. And I, I can remember my wife, like me going after another guy and my wife being like, oh, there he goes again. You know, you mean like at a restaurant, starting a fight or something? Oh, like at a bar, um, like a club, I guess if you want to call it, um, in in a grocery store, just wherever, wherever it was, like, like, so like my big one of my big things was like if a a guy was like talking crap to his wife or girlfriend at a bar, like I would put myself in the middle of that, but at the same time I'm doing that, you know what I mean? Like I go home and I'm mm. like, you don't understand me and you don't get it and you're trying to control me and all these things and it's like, like pushing all my problems off to the side and like blaming her. So she's like getting. So go on the offensive when you should, whenever you feel defensive. Right. Absolutely. You have your second. How old's your second kid? Um. True, just turned two. That's lunchbox, right? Lunchbox. Okay. It's lunchy. And Truett, when he's born, right before he was born, so he's born in March, August um, of. He was born March of 2016, so July 2015. Like shit's just getting bad. It's getting real bad. And my wife's in CrossFit. And she's like, "Why well, won't you try CrossFit?" I'm like, "How did she find it?" Uh, she went trying to fix her life. Like she went seeking better. And so she had tried Kosama. She's like, it's not enough. So she's like, tried what? Kosama. It's like a um, hit high intensity interval training. Like not a lot of a ripoff. Yeah, like a, a false advertising. I've, I've never heard of heard of, I've heard so, of them all, but I've never heard of Kosama. Yeah, yeah so it's it's a it's a health. It's I don't know. It's interval training, I guess, something okay. like that. And it's like, so she's trying I to. I just better. want everyone to know that my stance on that, like, <laughs> all movement is good, but fuck you if you're rip, ripping us off. Like, just just affiliate I and become a CrossFit gym. Yes, but you, you are. Yeah, there you are. are get off the couch. If you have a those. fucking rope in your gym and kettlebells and shit like that, you are a fucking ripoff. Yeah, okay, and I on. I agree. Like I I've I've 
com- I completely agree with that. Um, so she goes in this CrossFit thing, and I had actually seen a couple guys doing like rope swings and like, oh, cool, you guys are, s-, and they were special forces. I want to go guys. back to how she got into it. Sorry. Did she ever go to the gym when you first met her? Like uh, she had a personal trainer, like for um, like right before I went to Iraq. Yeah, like Golds or something like that. Okay. So it was twenty four. And did hours. you used to go to Golds with her? No, hell no. No, you didn't do that. No, no. I don't like. I, I didn't want any part of that. Did you work out at all when you were deployed? Um, no. Like, um, there was like a, a small room of gym equipment. It was like biceps and triceps. And you didn't have any press. weights at home, like just some dumbbells to do no. curls or shoulder nothing. press or nothing. Okay. Nothing like. And did you ever do anything physical with her? Um, like running or play. We ran. A, or... We ran a couple times. Um, and I would like. I think I remember two different times. Like she's trying to better, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh yeah, I'll run with you. I'll, I'm better. Like I can run with you. I'm in the army. But it was like never. It was another something we never did together. And who turned her on to CrossFit? Herself. She. So there's a we we lived in West Des Moines and there's an affiliate like a mile from us. So she just she's like, I think I'm gonna try this CrossFit thing. I'm like, you're a nerd. I'm like cool. <laughs> what, like, was the, what was the name of the affiliate? CrossFit Waukee. Um, and I'm like, oh that's cool. And uh, it was, and now looking back, it was like being just judgmental. You know what I mean? Like she's better than herself, and I'm that takes sucking. balls to go into a CrossFit yeah. gym. Good like walked her. in on her own, met with the affiliate owner, did all this, and I, I started to get kind of jealous. Like, well, why are you better than yourself? And I'm I'm just this turd. So it feeds onto my victim. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. she's better than herself. And instead of at that point stepping up and being like, I could follow her lead and hum, you know humbling myself and be like, wow, if she's doing this, I can do it. Like I just I got. Like at this point, then the drugs hit bad, you know. Like it, it was. Um, like she's she's at CrossFit doing Murph, and you're fucking doubling down. It's on funny the tra- you say that because that's exactly what happened. She <laughs> she goes and does Memorial Day Murph, and I I was like I won't. I, I'm not looking on the website. I'm like oh whatever. I I don't want to do this. This is silly. And she tells me what's for, and I'm like, you don't know anything about that. Like what do you know about military guy? You know like wait, wait don't put yourself in all that. You're what are you doing? And so, like, I'm jealous at this point. And, like, so then I start to play victim, and I get, it gets worse and worse and worse. And she's, like, excelling, like, getting way better, like, getting abs, you know what I mean? And, like, loving this new transformation and things. And I'm just... And she's getting new friends. Yeah. And and these friends aren't my friends or anything that I have ever known. Um, so then um, she's she gets pregnant in 2015, and... Um, like I start my free week, we go to Mexico, I start a free week like in July, um, and we come back from Mexico and I'm like, oh, I don't know. So, um, I went you back. You go to Mexico as a fucking drug addict? Oh, bud. That must have been wild. That's how you score. Holy That's shit. same thing like Vegas. Yeah, wow. Vegas was my jam. So you and her went to Mexico mm-hmm. with your ba- with your child? No, he stayed at home with, um, her parents that lived in Texas. So we flew from Des Moines to Austin, dropped one kid off. Is she ever saying to you? Does she ever say to you, "Hey, man"? You, oh, because she doesn't know. Yeah, but she knows about your drinking. She does knows. She I'm ever? on. I'm at this point. I'm on like an anxiety medication, mm-hmm. and like I cry because I'm like I'm like oh, I don't want to take this medicine. And I'm really hurting because on top of this medicine that she just thinks I'm starting, I'm on six other p- different. Kind and where of do you keep those? Where do you hide them? I think like, they're my one of my socks. Okay, like like just the in a big drawer. fluffy winter socks that yeah. like she's not gonna pick up because it's winter time. Filson makes some great ones. Keep, keep, it, like, keep it hidden in a right. Fifi. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. A Fifi, I put it next to Fifi because I know she's not touching Fifi. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so like, we uh, we get back from Mexico, um, and she's like she got pregnant in Mexico. So then like um, July, can sperm be damaged by any of that? Yes. Oh yeah. Like, Man, uh, you're lucky you got good kids. Yeah, huh? and that that was yeah that was one a way a huge part of the process like the wake up call. 
Um, so like July 30th, they had like a, a volleyball social at this CrossFit that I'd, I'd like done my free week at. And so I like go and I'm like, oh, yeah, these whoa, people whoa, are whoa, cool. Whoa, whoa, Stop. Sorry. You come back from Mexico mm-hmm. and now your wife is like how many months into CrossFit? Four or five months? Yeah. And she, and how does she get you to do your free week? Um, I, for, I, I think she kind of – she oh, another veteran at my gym. She said, oh, there's another guy, a veteran at our gym, Rich, and you'd really like him. Like you guys would hit it off. And I'm like, cool. Okay, like I trust another veteran. Everybody – I'm not going to let my guard down for anybody else. So I go and do this and – He's loud and outspoken, and he's like um, 15 years older than me, um, so he's got his stuff figured out. Like and how long has he been doing the gym? Uh, I think he he was a year or two in the cross. So a year he was in great shape. Oh, he's still he's phenomenal. Okay, like he's he's close to 50, and like he's just an animal. Oh, it's yeah, like strict push-ups. So like he did all of the la- the handstand push-ups. He did strict, awesome. like fantastic, oh, oh. too standard. I commend that. You know, and it's like. Wow, just think if, like, we could get you to, not we, like, the coaches were like, just think if we could get you to Kip, Rich. Like, but his, like, everything, like, strict pull-ups. Strict, so, like, he's using his fitness. Good like, for he's him. got it. Good for him. So then, um. So you go in that first day, are you scared? I don't, high. You are high. Oh, yeah. Are you drunk also? No, I was hungover. Okay. I remember that being hungover. Um, and what do you wear? I don't, like, basketball shorts and. Uh, Triple X T. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's it was. It's a good question. I think at this time, I think I, I had gotten down. I think it was a three hundred. Okay. The day that I joined, I can't like because when right before she had Tucker, I was three thirty five. I think I'd gotten down to three. I don't remember the exact amount. And how do you do that? Uh, basically, it was more drinking and drugs than food. Like I would not eat before I drank because then it ruined my drunk. So it was like one meal, like a huge meal. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like a a pizza was my thing. Like one pizza a day and that was like it. Um, So, oh, how did I – It's funny. I do the opposite. I eat so that I can have more than half a beer. If I don't eat, I'm half a beer. I'm fucking sideways. So then I I walk into the gym and I'm like, I'll give this a shot. And I I liked it right away, the camaraderie. Like no – I didn't feel odd at all. Like I felt like I'd known these people. And, like, everybody's like, oh, Tiffany told us all these great things about you. And I'm like, wow, that's nice of her. Like, she might be lying. You know what I mean? Like, she's she's showing the good side. Like, this is cool. And um, what was the workout? It was Fran. For and, and first every, day? Oh, yeah. Probably wasn't I was prescribed, right? No. I, I don't even – I think I had the training bar. Because I'm like, oh, I can do 95 pounds. Like, this is easy peasy. And they were like, no, you can't. Like, <laughs> he was like, please listen to what I'm saying and do this training. And bar. who was that? Who was the coach? Um, it was Reggie, Reggie Hoyk. He's yeah. the affiliate owner. Okay. Um, and and you talk, like, you've, you've talked about him a lot in our email exchange. Oh, I love him. And on your Instagram. I love him. Yeah. Because it, one, it's really awkward for him to, for me to tell him that I like how much I appreciate him. So like, <laughs> like he's like, he's like, yeah, I get it. I know. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> three cool. kisses per cool. visit. Yeah. He's like, Only he's like, yeah, I got it. Shakes my hand and runs off. Um, but it's but like, you do love him to death. Yeah. And at this point, like I hadn't, like I started to feel better and like people are like, how can we help you? Like you're a veteran that's struggling. Day one. Day one. How can we help you? So that, like a week into it, they have this volleyball social and I'm like, all these people, like I'm going to have to tell the truth about my problems eventually these people. So I attempt to overdose. At the volleyball thing, I'm like taking trazodone after trazodone, drinking and smoking in the parking lot with my two and a half year old son in hand. Weed and thinking or? these no, just cigarettes. Uh-huh. And, and 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 thinking I'm gonna have to tell the truth to these people, I don't know if I can. 
So I'm going to do the opposite. What made, you, quit. what made you think that you were going to have to tell them the truth? Because how much they cared, how much they were like reaching out to me, like whether it was, hey, why don't you come to my church? Hey, you know, uh, why don't you come, why don't you guys come over to our house for dinner and, our, and, and you know, our kids can play together. Or, hey, you guys want to hang out and do this this weekend? I'm like, this sounds like a church, not a CrossFit gym. Oh, it was, it was. I'm just joking, was, by the way. Right. It sounds like a CrossFit gym. But it was I mean, like. community's amazing. To me, it's like, it's, I'm not ready for this. Like, and, and being not ready for it is, I'm so drunk and high. Like, I have no concept of reality. Hmm. Like, it's just like this big buttered mess. And like, well, I don't, I don't want to let my guard down and be vulnerable to these people. You know what? What if I let them down? So I attempt to overdose my wife and I. After the volleyball thing, um, my wife's like eight months pregnant, going to school, full, has a full-time job, goes to school full-time to be an esthetician, completely bettering herself while I'm this turd, and I'm like, I'm done with it. Like, I can't do this to her. We're going to have another baby in like four, five months. Um, I don't want to be that dad. So I attempt to overdose at dinner. She goes to the bathroom, and I take an entire 30 pills of trazodone. Is this the same night as the volleyball? Yeah. So when you're at the volleyball tournament, do they know? can people just see that you're fucked up? I they knew I was drinking. I've never asked. Like, it's did you know weird. I was screwed up? Like, I never asked that. Like, hey, did you know? <laughs> Will you go well, back you and know, do well, like, Before you, you come back much. for your next visit, you yeah, need to find like, that out. Like, I ask, I ask, like, Aaron Newberry, who's one of the um, coaches at ours. Like, we talk, we talk a lot about my addiction because I was very open with her from the beginning. And it was like, she was like, oh, I could tell you were drinking. And I knew that you were in a bad spot. Um, and she was very, like, she was approachable but i was like yeah whatever you know what i mean like get out is that you right there well, that's me yeah you look 20 years younger now yeah um and Crazy. that's john hints he's another veteran mm-hmm. um he retired from the army and he owns um he looks he's like a my tattoo artist he's a badass yeah he, looks and he owns like um from the back. he owns warrior tattoo in waukee um and he he's <laughs> taking me in right away you st- your wife's going to CrossFit for five or six months. You, she gets you to come in because there's a veteran there. Good move on her part. What's your wife's name? Tiffany. Tiffany. Good job, Tiffany. Tiff. And Tiff, Tiff. You um, could do it for a week, and you're liking it, and you feel safe, and you feel welcome, and you almost feel too welcome, and you feel like, oh, shit, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag, and I do not want to do that. You go to a, um, a volleyball social after being in CrossFit for a week, and while you're there, you, you pop a lot of pills. Yeah. And you have your two-year-old, like two-year-old in your hand. hand. No one says to you, hey, this is fucked up, or... They didn't know. Like, I wasn't doing it out in front of them. Like, I would, like, walk to my car. So, like, here's the volleyball... Like, take a trazodone chase with a Bud Light? Absolutely. Like, have them in my swim trunks. Well, like, you're, probably, here it is. you're probably pretty good at it by then, too. Professional. Good for years. Yeah. Professional. So, and while I would take a trazodone... Are you high on anything now? No. Okay. I'm two, almost three years sober. Awesome. Off just, everything. Just what about caffeine? Do you drink coffee? Well, he says we would I drink, know. like, amino energy... Um, they right. sold it at Costco, like coffee. It's like yeah, but it's like then I want like fifteen of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then I'm like, I understand. <laughs> I'm like, I want more, more, more. <laughs> Fresh pots. You then, so you're, so then you go, and your wife's at the volleyball social. Yeah, no, she's at esthetician school while I'm baby pregnant. She's at esthetician school pregnant while I'm at the volleyball social with my two year old. You finish up there. Did, were you on the winning team? I don't even think I played. Okay, <laughs> I was you, busy. You go home. Right. You you drive home. Yeah. Fucked up with your Hammered. kid. Hammered. You, which is okay in Iowa. You. <laughs> it's acceptable. You can leave kids in the car too. You <laughs> then are at home. You put your son. Your, your we son get a babysitter. You yep. get a babysitter. Niece comes over. Um, my wife and I go to dinner. And I guess like I, I wasn't nice at dinner. And uh, like to the waitress, I was like. And you're saying that you guess because you don't even remember. 
Okay. I, I can remember like seeing like the waitress and my wife being like this and like my wife gets up to go to the bathroom and I have, oh look, I have a full bottle of Trazodone down the hatch. And is that your last, so there was like, there's some gaps in your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like you barely remember getting I don't there. Remember. You, you, I don't remember a lot. Do you remember what you ordered that night to eat? I, I told him, I thought my, we were at a different restaurant than what my wife told me where we oh, were. shit. Like, so I think that wow. like we're at one place and she's like, no, like we didn't go there. So how many, how many pills are in this bottle? 30. Have you ever heard of anyone using trazodone to kill themselves before? Never. Have you never, didn't even I do just any research? It, this is just a. So this I'm an is, addict. Like it was, that was like Oxycontin made me high. Okay. It, you know what I mean? Like, um, I think it's Escaloropam is an anxiety thing. So it's not. To me, it's that's not it. But like trazodone, what it does in my mind, I'm thinking if I take a lot of them, I'm gonna go to sleep and I'm gonna stay asleep. Uh, are you on any medication now? No. To this day, no. You're just on the CrossFit. Congrats. I've taken none. That's I've amazing. I have not taken. I I took an I've taken an allergy pill every once in a while because we live in the woods. <laughs> but other than that, like even Tylenol, I don't have. Like it's not. So you crack the thing. Mm-hmm. At this point, you don't even care if you're hiding it. One of the the impetus for this action is the thought that you had earlier in the day that you were going to have to come clean to this gym, yeah. and you weren't ready. Yep. Did you think? Oh, did you ever think? Oh, this is gonna fucking hurt my parents, or what's my son gonna think? Or I never fully. Um, I tried to stay away from that. Like that was my like if that thought comes up, push it out and yep. pop another pill. Yep. Okay. Like quit thinking about hurting someone. Yeah, it's, like quit thinking about what it's going to do to them. Like um, my wife's going to be a widow, you know, at, th- at 30 years old. Like, I, oh, don't think about that. Like okay. take another trazodone. Well, take another see, it seems like you're just trying to deflect every yeah, negative thing absolutely. in your life. By taking every, everything that came up negative I deflected with, with drugs and alcohol. I, I think it was my mom that said this. I shouldn't quote her wrong, but she recently said to me that her whole life she thought that um, people who killed themselves, that it was like the most selfish act. And only recently, and I'm sorry, mom, if you didn't say this, it was someone else. Only recently she realized she doesn't feel that way anymore. It's a fucking sickness. I used to, I used to say that. help, and that's a horrible thing, that horrible thought that she had to think that they were being selfish. One of, because it's a fucking absolutely. sickness. Absolutely. A friend of mine, his uncle committed um, suicide when we were in high school, and I thought, we all thought, why would he do this? You know, why would he, like, that is so selfish, and it's like... He didn't want to be in that position. Like, nobody wants... To do that. No one wants like, to be a prostitute. No, no one wants to be a heroin addict. No one absolutely. wants to kill themselves. That's exactly right? like yeah. like Dan Tominski is a heroin addict. Dan didn't want to be a right. heroin Darren didn't want to be a heroin Dan wanted nothing to do with being a heroin addict. Like, I know that t- was not his choice. My Sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent here real quick. My wife used to work at a juvenile hall where they would take girls who were 15 years old um, for prostitution and put them in juvenile hall. It's like, Gnarly. do not – these fucking them, girls do not yeah. want to fucking be prostitutes. Yeah. Why the fuck are you putting them in Absolutely. juvenile hall? Absolutely. It's, and that's another and one drive, of those. Perpetuating the mess. You're, yes. you're, you're creating a problem by, by like, you're trying to solve a problem, but you're creating another problem. Yeah. No so, one wants to be addicted to heroin. Absolutely. Right. I, I never I never woke up and said, I want to be addicted to all these pills. I want to weigh 335 pounds. I want to have to have booze every day for the rest of my life as soon as I wake up. You are responsible for it, but it's not what you want. Absolutely. Like, I took... I took those actions, but that's never was a goal. That was never my purpose. You're sitting in the restaurant. The pills go down. You by now you're kind of a pro. You know, mm-hmm. to like to wash the liquid around yep. the pills, and then you swallow yep. all, all in one chunk, all, all at one time, all at one time, all at one time. And actually, what I did was is I put 
beer into the thing. Oh, nice Into move. the pill bottle because there's, you know, like a half-inch gap. Veteran mode. So they went down next, in there. Next and level I knew, for sure. Yeah, I knew yeah. exactly how this was going to go down. And I was like, I remember putting some um, liquid in my mouth and it. Hey, that's some Hollywood shit. I've never seen that in a movie. We're now going to see that. Question, yeah. question, question. Why Put the beer in yeah, the why? fucking pill bottle. How, why, why, it why just makes it? them softer. It, it makes it like so they like, digest faster. Or easier to go yeah, down. they stick together as they go yeah. down. If you take it's too many, one pills. lump, huh. and once you get them wet, they slide. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Can you confirm that down already? the hatch? Yeah. Okay, just job checking. Thank we'll you. We'll test it later. <laughs> he looked. He looked. YouTube should have a special. The only that. drugs that Eric does come as gummy bears. <laughs> those aren't terrible either. Those are. Those are not bad. Haribo for life. Um, you you're a three hundred and thirty pound man. You're sitting in a chair at a restaurant. How many people are in the restaurant? I, I don't know. And uh, it's full. It's a Saturday night. Are you, are you the only person in the restaurant that is that overweight? It's Iowa. I would. I would. Texas. I don't. Tech no, we're in Iowa. Oh, um, but I. Th- Dime a dozen three hundred pounders. I. Th- I, th- I think like at this point there was no healthy estate initiative in Iowa, so yeah, there were some large, large folks, in and around where I was sitting. Like they're like. You go to a restaurant, and it's not a healthy – drinking is what you do in the winter in Iowa. Was it an all-you-can-eat restaurant? No, I think it was – But those um, are common in Iowa, right? Very. Way more than in California. They're hard to find here. Yeah, the very. There's um, as much as you can get for, for not a lot of money, not a lot of quality. Matt, I've told you this before. I went to Lubbock, Texas, and didn't I tell you the story? Yeah, I in think In the you, late yeah. 90s, and all it is is like the most beautiful college people you've ever seen and people over 300 pounds. Right. And I, was, I and I was from California. I didn't see three hundred pounders. Yeah, only in the Guinness Book of World's Records. Right. I'm like, and everywhere you went was all you can eat. And I was like, what the? It's very. I just fuck had is going on. I had this conversation um, with with Julie Weldon, Julie Spieler, um, drinking everywhere. Like the grocery stores. Like you can say how feel like healthy. Like oh, we're the healthiest state initiative, next to forty boxes of beer and a Pez dispenser display. Like, talk about riding the fence. Like, you know, shit or get off the pot. Which one is it? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, let's be real about right. what we're doing. If we want to be the – if Iowa is on this healthiest state initiative, like a cute – this bottle, you know, this huge Miller Lite display next to a Pez dispenser, next to, like, the health department, like, which which one are, which one are we going for? Like, it's – like, later – like, what are you? What are you showing kids? No, right. I mean at least it's light beer. Right. Abs- I mean it's it's like diet. It's like diet <laughs> beer. You know, it's the diet version. Do you, do, do, you're sitting there. The pills go down. She comes. Lights out. It is lights out. Just lights how, out. how quick? Oh, uh, instantly. Lights and, out. And, and and so what does I wake she up, tell you? Okay. I don't. I, I wake up the next morning and she has no idea that I did it. You uh-huh. know, she doesn't know that I'm that I'm this big of an addict. And um, I wake up. Um, obviously, I'd thrown up everywhere. Mm. Um, oh, you so know, your like, body did I'm kick s- the trazodone out. Oh yeah, it was not welcome. It uh-huh. was like, and along with everything else that I'd done that day, like it was not. It was not staying inside. My oh God! I wonder if you barfed at the restaurant. I don't. Th- I think she would have told me. I don't think so. Like uh, I, I barfed a lot. Like I know that I puked going into the house. If if we re- if we make the movie, you barf in the restaurant. On somebody, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's we're it's still in the same spirit. Absolutely, it gives yeah. it that Hollywood. It needs but, to be like a Stand by Me with the pie. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. What, did, what are they called? Lard ass, lard ass. <laughs> yeah, that we'll do that. Um, so I wake up um, to my two-year-old at about eleven o'clock in the afternoon. My two-year-old saying, "Dad, mom said I have to go." Eleven o'clock at night. In the morning. In the like morning. the next morning. And, and you're, you're in the shaking hospital? my arm. No, I'm. I've puked. 
like in my house on the side of my bed, like just puked. Like sh- there's shit and puke. Like it was I. So you didn't go to the hospital. My wife had no idea. I oh my god, dude, you're so fucking lucky. Like you're I, alive. like you she was. So oh, absolutely. Fucking lucky you're alive. Like it's one of those things where it's like, I woke up and I'm like, oh man, like I don't. I don't know. She put my head to this side because I always laid on my stomach, and I always remember she put the pillow underneath me, and would always try to lay me on my side, in case I got sick that I wasn't gonna choke on it. And um, my little guy was like, "Hey, mom, dad, mom said we have to go. You know, daddy, daddy, mom said, and I, I, it wasn't mom said I have to go. It was, mommy and I are going. You're married to mommy an angel, going. man. Yeah, yeah, You're really. Married to a fucking angel. Tip and so out. we, I get up and I'm Ooh. like, I rinse off real quick, and she's got a bag, and she's like, I gotta go. Like you were such an, a douche last night. Like, I'm done with this. You need to figure yourself out. So they get in the car with a suitcase. Is your boy crying? No, because he doesn't quite get it. You know what I mean? Like, he's not fully understanding. Are you saying any shit like, you can't take my son from me? Or? Not in a bad way. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Right. Okay. Um, like, uh, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Um, and she's like, not this time. Not this time. Like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And we've had that conversation so many times. And in my head, like, this was it. Like, I literally just... I woke up in a pile of my own stuff like this. I, oh man, what did I do? Right. Um, so I rinse off and I'm like, I clean everything up and I'm like, okay, what do I do? Where do I go? I, you know, I'm not going to tell my parents because they have no idea that I'm an addict. You know, I can't go tell my friends because I'm just going to drink. Oh, there's CrossFit. No shit. That guy knows nothing about me. I can go somewhere where he doesn't know anything about me. And so I walk in there. Usually on Sundays, you know, when it's nice weather. You walk in that day? Yeah. Like that more that Sunday for open like before open gym I go to the parking lot and so like, so at 11 a.m. your your family leaves you and later on that day you like go one to o'clock gym. that afternoon because open wow. gym I remember it being at like two o'clock and he was the only one there he was like hey what's up Troy you know what's going on and I, I said you know uh, you know I just I I need to change and he's like all right awesome come sit down and we sat down and like he's like programming this like fucking paleo thing and like talking about paleo this is what we can do to improve you this is what i need from you and this is what you can do for yourself and these are the improvements that you'll see and i the way you're looking at me is the way i'm looking at him like really like kind of in awe like holy shit it's like it's like one of those spiritual or self-help books yeah it's either now or never and that's what it was it was (sighs) now or never and i'm like okay i'll give this guy a chance you know, I'm not. I, I realize that I'm an addict at this point, and there's. I was like, okay, this. What's the worst that can happen? I can get. I can look better. Have you had any therapy up until this point in your life? Uh, yes. Uh, all while I was on addiction, tons of it. So it okay, was tons of it. No. So lots. And and the, so the good news is, is you've really, all of these things, from your youth to going to war, all have been brought to the surface. Here it is. Okay. Yep. It's okay. all. You're right not. Deni- you're not. There's no denial at this point. No. Okay. It's it's right here in front of me. But you never really. Do you do you ever have like a rock bottom? You see the light. The rock bottom. Bush? I kept digging it. I kept digging. Like <laughs> everybody's rock bottom yeah. looks different. I kept digging yeah. it deeper. Yeah. There was no. There was no point where it was like I get it. I'm in trouble. Like I just kept digging deeper. I kept pushing the limits. Like even seeing your son taken away, you were still so high that it didn't like. Didn't hit. Okay. It was it was not there. And so um, Reggie had said, you know. That hey, I'm going to give your wife credit for leaving yeah, you. She, I'll give her the points. Yeah. She and we had, incredible. That's, we had, the, that's the point. Her and I just <laughs> had this. Until we find the real reason, yeah. I'm going to give it I'm gonna give it to her. We, like, a couple days ago, we had talked about that. And it's like, wow, you, you went, like, like, really, like, we've talked about it a lot. But it was like, 
looking back, would you have stayed? And she still says she would have stayed. Like she was going to come back. Yeah. Holy shit. She was going to give me another She's going to, then she was going to bury you. Mm-hmm. You were going to die. I, there was no doubt. And, yeah. and at, when I, like, I was like, I'll just try this again. It'll, it'll, I'll, I'll, I'll do this another day. Like, it's fine. Can you even believe sitting here talking to me that, 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 that was you? Not even like it's, it's the guilt is, is there. It's there, but I've gotten past that in the last just over two and a half years. Um, like it, it makes me shake. Like thinking, is it all about your kids when you say the guilt? No, it's no. my wife too. Okay. Like there's, um, you know, and especially like not telling my parents. Like I had a support system, I just didn't open it up. And they had you. You're their baby. And that's like my mom has passed now. Um, she passed in 2015, which was another shit that added on there. You know, into my addiction mm-hmm. um, before I got sober and attempted to overdose. Um, but my stepmom always calls me her baby, and she still, like, grabs my cheeks and, you know, like, gives me a big kiss. And, like, she – it's true love. You know, my dad awesome. really loves me, and it was like, why didn't I just tell him? Like, why – like, I trusted him. They they could have helped me. They would have helped me. Right. Um. So then I'm, I'm sitting there with Reggie, and he's just – he's like, yeah, we can do this. And you want to work out? I'm like, okay. Like, I guess. Like, you're you – know, <laughs> That's, he had, he had, that's he had, so CrossFit. He had just gone to regionals. <laughs> on drink some water. The previous year. And work yeah. Out. Like, you want a salad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like – so we work out, and I'm like, man, this – that was cool. Like, this guy can move. Like, that is neat. Like, what he can physically – how fast he can do it, like, that's cool. Um, and I'm like, fuck, that hurt. <laughs> and he was like, I'll see you tomorrow morning. I'm like – yeah, so he had, you know, kind of made a paleo-ish spreadsheet, uh, you know, uh, some goals. So I said, okay, we'll go to day two. I won't drink tomorrow. Did in day one, did anything come up? Like, did you crack at all? Did you? I, I had talked about that. I drink. Out? I drink too much. Okay. Okay. I, I drink too much, but then day two was when it started. The I spilled the beans. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Some of them. He, did, he didn't have three hours. Yeah. I, I spilled some of them. And, uh, so there's like old, there's a lot of trust. Very much right so. Now. Like I figured like this guy owns a facility to better people's lives. Like, what can I do? What's up? You know him? Yeah. Tommy Marquez getting ready to do trolling the leaderboard. 18.4. <laughs> but it's like, um, I trust this guy. He's, he's trying to better people. We'll go for day two, and then cool with day three, and then day four, and then a weekend. I'm like, these people care, you know, and like people start saying, you know, so oh, what's it like being, you know, not like what's it like being in Iraq, but it was like I would, you know, if you encounter a veteran, you're going to know right away the guy that, or a girl's a veteran. Like they're going to tell you right fucking away. Like they're very proud of it. Rightfully so. Um, and it's like, so um, a friend of mine, like we were running, and she, she was like, well, tell me a little more, and then I just, and I'm crying. And she's crying, and we're running. This is day two. Uh, like, it was the next week at some point. Have you talked to your wife yet? No. Oh, I talked. Uh, no, she was back at home, but we weren't talking. Oh. Okay, how long? How many nights did she stay away? I think it was just that f- first night. And then she came back. And then, yeah, but I was sleeping downstairs, and she was. Okay. So, um so so you you go the first day you um and you're getting ready to go to your second class and you're like okay I'm not going to drink tonight. Yep. And what how about all the pills you have? They were already gone. I'd taken them all. So I I I, oh. I, I would take. So you needed to re up. So you yeah, said, I needed not, I so needed you, a VA okay. refill. I'm like uh, I can get so, that. And I'm I you know I'm getting the shakes at this point. I'm sick. I'm throwing up a lot. Okay. Um I'm profusely sweating all the time. Like I'm miserable. Okay. Um how long does that last? 
uh, about two days. Okay. Like through the first workout, I'm okay. Like then I obviously I don't know if I got sick. Okay, sorry. So then, about after about a week of this, your your wife is back at home. You've been basically going every single day yeah. for a week. You're eating better. I'm eating much better. Um, How do you get through every day without drinking? Why don't one you drink things, at like, night just like, a little bit? Um, so that was this is where so on day one, Reggie showed me um, Dan Tominski's like behind the scenes. Like, oh, this, hey, this guy's an addict. Dan Tominski's sober date is my sober date. If that's not something that's meant to be, like, I can't tell you. And did you know him before then? I had no idea who he was. Okay. And then Reggie's like, hey, I know this. I see this veteran. He's a fucking animal. He is amazing. Yeah, he's That dude can, like, and he, um, not only is he so great for, like, as an individual, but, like, for the veteran community, you can't pick a better role model. Um, Personal athlete. His own physical fitness level, his gym as a business owner, what he does with that, like that is and I told him like, dude, I'm, he's intense. Yes. He he's a bad man. He's yeah. a badass dude. Yeah. And it's like, um Look how geeky you look in that picture. Yeah, we're talking about tacos there. You look like you read in that picture. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can read. Yeah. Okay. It was like, um, and that's Leah Cassiano. She does what's called mental kilter, and that was um, later on down the road, I um, like I was searching to better myself, and it's through fitness, bettering yourself. Which she was, um, she used to compete in CrossFit, and now she does some po- like powerlifting, and it's like combining. I'm sorry, those I'm sorry to hear that. She'll be back. She she tried the Wadapalooza. She'll, she, she'll be back. I'm sorry. She um she's fantastic, and so um, powerlifting is a sickness. But she's good at it. I know. She's still, really, really good at it. I'm just telling you. And it's as not as terrible to watch. Are moving, as long yeah. as they're moving. I agree, but <laughs> so is the marathon. It's a sickness, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but um, so it's, it's on the spectrum. They have a mental – this is at CrossFit Joaquin. It's mental kilter, and it's basically explaining how they've turned their addiction into fitness. Okay. And so it's like this is cool, and like I'm meeting Dan, and obviously like this is like – like a bromance, like Dan's younger than me, but it's like, gosh, this guy, that's, at first I was like, I'm going to inspire to be Dan. And then I realized how tough it is to do a couple workouts in a day. Too hard. Yeah. And it's, it just doesn't make sense, you know, for me. Me neither. I'm not that good. Anymore. So, so, so <laughs> what is it that makes it so you're not going to drink and pop pills? Um, so like a week, just that day that someone like tells you, that Reggie day, tells you about Dan, Reggie Dan tells Tominsky. me about Dan Tominsky and I was like, cool, if he can do it, if he can be sober, why the hell can't I? So... He knew he was planting a seed. Reggie wasn't stupid. Yeah, you came he in, he's like, this guy's fucked Had, up. That's who he is. He didn't okay. know how uh-huh. bad I was, but like he knew that I was in trouble. Okay. And that is the reason he opened his affiliate, is to help people. Wow. So he got it. He put that seed in there. He planted that seed. And then so like I'm watching your videos, like all your videos like behind the scenes, and I'm like geeking out about CrossFit, and I'm like, okay, cool. This is amazing. This is where I'm going to put my life. Like This is what I'm going to do. And then like really fast, I realized that I'm not... Dan Tominski, like pretty quickly. So I, the reality sets into me very quickly of when I leave this workout, I feel so good about myself. The people in here care about me, and then I can better myself off of that. If this 40-minute effort to where all of that negativity is gone and there's such an impositive environment inside of this, I want more. So you weigh 300 pounds, you show up on the first day, and within and a cold couple, turkey, you fucking get off of everything and just done. start dropping yeah, Dan went cold. Dan went cold turkey, and I saw Dan say that he went cold turkey on his, and I said, well, Dan, I can go cold turkey, too. How long before your wife starts talking to you again, and how long before you actually, you guys are in the same gym class? Um, I think within a week, we're both at, like, the 9.15 a.m. class, because she works from home. Okay. Um, and, and I, like, I was a stay-at-home dad, but she was doing both. And did she talk to you in that class that day? Um, like it was, 
at that point we were back to let's see where this goes. She still didn't trust, you know, right. that I was I was there yet. Right. And, you, and you hadn't told her about your addictions yet. No, no. you know, she and still then, didn't know you po- OD'd on the trazodone. No, holy. It wasn't until I think my one year of sobriety, which was 2016, that I had told like no one knew that I was going sober. Like it wasn't my like I wasn't gonna speak about sobriety until I got to this point. Like I wasn't gonna be three months sober and then fail. I wasn't gonna like do CrossFit and then fail and not eat. So I did like the sobriety, the eating paleo, like perfect for a year. And um And you dropped another seventy pounds. I was down to two twelve. So Dan's ninety pounds. Dan's wife Ricky, um, eventually she got in I she was my nutrition and like rock start it and it was like isn't dan students. in the northeast dan is in the northeast okay. dan which is not near iowa just so people know no it is in long island okay. dan is a, uh, owns crossfit lindy in long island okay. and uh that's right and dan is gonna make it to regionals this year but dan is going to decline i saw yesterday on instagram he shouldn't he should go just to he see is, me because i'm going to be in the east filming i agree dan, dan is a badass but dan um is um like I, I think on his Instagram he said he didn't put he's in the best shape of his life, but he didn't like he Dan enjoyed this year a lot. How like, old is he? I think Dan is th- he's younger than thirty four and he's I think he just turned thirty. And hmm. um Dan is Dan and his wife are going on vacation during like a week after regionals, I think, or something like that. Yeah, so here it is. Look at that. Look at those tight pants on that guy. Look at that! Not everybody can do that. He's all—he's all ass. He's a one-trick yes. one pony. Okay, so, so you go a whole year, and then I start to tell people that I'm sober. Do you tell your wife first? Um, yeah, yeah. So we like I—I I, we um I got involved in church, um I got baptized, and then things just started. Like I started because I started surrounding myself with people that wanted to better me, um, um. Adam Wright, who owns a, another affiliate nearby, um, him and his wife embraced my struggle. Brent and Carrie Mentor, they embraced my struggle. Reggie and his wife. Um, people started to open their arms to me. And as I would speak about my struggles, they would be like, yeah, you know, I, I take Ambien and drink wine before I go to bed. Um, you know, I want to get better. I'm like, well, let's get better together. You know, I'll see you at CrossFit tomorrow. Let's do this together. Um, this sucks. So then we had a mental kilter thing um, this past September. And it was like, there's 55 members of my gym, and it was, everybody had something. You know, there's there's everybody in that, all 55 of those people came for something. There was a, it big, may not be. Big degrees of shit? Absolutely. It may not be um, PTSD and attempted overdose. Maybe it is um, self-confidence or certain things, but it was all being recognized in this gym. And look what we can do now. Look how we can fix it once once you recognize it and speak about it. Um, as soon as I started opening up my mouth, like people came out of the woodwork. In that first year, what was the hardest thing? Um, admitting to my like right before one year, I admitted to my wife that I was an addict. And that was hard. It was tough. Broke down crying. Oh yeah, it was lost. It wasn't lost relieving it. at all. At like at saying the words, I. Was an I'm an addict. I was an addict. This is what I was doing, um, and it was I was crying because it was I was it was not on me anymore. Like it was out. Like here it is. Like I'm so happy. Like this is out of me. Like these are my faults. Here they are. Like they're no longer just stuck inside of me. I don't have to take all of this on anymore. Um, 
I'm a good guy. These are the things that I sucked at. This is what I t- was terrible with. Here they are. And she she's crossfitting to this day. Mm-hmm. She's um, taking some time off right now. They're trying to figure out. Um, she was in a car accident like when we were 18. And it's we took the money instead of the physical therapy. So they're figuring out. Um, she's being able to get back like in through tell her to work CrossFit. out around yep. her injuries man yep. and that's worst thing i and that's ever what do is stop her she mind changed it. she like she was like put a hold on my membership and they like oh. so she put a hold on her we put a hold on her membership Kiss of death. and the coaches then contacted her and were like well we have this crossfit sweat class at night where it's um maybe if you don't want to do you know the the weightlifting, weightlifting, yes, portion work of out it. around the injury, man. And there's it's like expanded into this large group of uh, like 15 people at night. And she's like, "Well, I don't want to do that." And I'm like, well, "You just you you don't want to admit that you're struggling. Like, what's what's oh, yeah. what's cause she has some issues. Like, her dad has a glioblastoma brain tumor. And she's holding that all in, you know. And so it's like I can't fix everything, and I try to. Right. And then like I try to fix everybody else's problems, and so I mean. CrossFit is what is her sanity. Like, that is her jam. Those are her people. These are our people. Like, that's... Any chance you'll ever go back? Never. Never? And I told my wife this. Like, she was like, well, you can never say never. I'm like, I'm saying never. Like, never, ever will I go back to that lifestyle. What is the strongest thing... Why do you say that? What What do you have? What, what do you have? That... Empowerment. Self-awareness. Um, like my coach, one of my coaches, Ryan, um, he's like a level four guru, but when he says certain things, like with my snatch, I'm super impatient. I try to like rip it off the ground. And he's like, we all are slow down. Think about what you're doing. Give yourself a break. So when he says this, I'm like, Oh yeah, he's fixing my, Oh, I can use this in my personal life. I can take that home with me. Have you taken your own? Give myself a break. No, like a lot of people say that, like, um, a lot of people ask and it's, it's coming. Um, like I get it now, like CrossFit more to me means more than I can ever give back to it. Um, so like getting as many people a chance in that opportunity, definitely a cult. Yes. With that kind of Somebody said the other day, With that kind of talk, I made, an, I we, made, we have arrived. I made, <laughs> I made a comment. Somebody said the other day, they're like CrossFit has a headquarters and I'm like, yep. So did David Koresh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, did you notice go, this building just floats? Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. drove past it and I was like, like, how do I get up there? Fuck? I'm like reaching yeah. for it. Sits on a cloud. Right. But it's um, like the reality, like I, I'll scale the shit out of anything. Like it does me not too. bother me. The reality of, and I put myself with Elijah. Um, me too. And I'll scale everything. And he will never tell me that he's better than me. And that's why I love him. He'll never, like he will scale and be like, how about, how about, okay, so this is what I have. How about you do pike push-ups? Pike handstand push-ups, you know what I mean? And and a 95-pound barbell or no weight on it, you know? And it's like instead of doing eight burpees in this imam or 15 burpees, whatever crazy number he does, do like seven and four sit-ups. You know what I mean? So he's scaling everything. I'm like, damn, I can t- give myself a break and do this in my own personal life. Like I can slow down and like work at getting better. I can take these things home with me. And like if I'm not leaving – that's Ryan – He's uh he's a good look at that look at that beautiful guy back there. You guys are all three shades of white to black. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's the black panther. Man, back you, that's there. like the eighth picture I've seen with your shirt off. You do love. I don't shit, like. I really like I it really that you call him Elijah Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
Like I really like it is like Game I think on. there's a difference. It is hot in here. I'm sweating. I have a wool vest. It's on. getting a little warm. Like, but I think like if you like, I can show my flaws of of being my weight. Like I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being a little husky. Like I know I want to get better. I know that like peanut butter is my problem. You know what I mean? Like it's my vice. If that's your problem, you know what? Absolutely, and right. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, um, Jason Kleba put something up the other day, and about a guy direct messaged him and said, "Oh, my handstand push-ups this." And he's like, "If that's your problem, dude, life's awesome." Mm-hmm. And that's how I truly feel. Like if 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 my CrossFit workout, if I feel good about it, reality, honestly, tell myself the effort that I'm putting in. If these are the results I'm getting, awesome. Yep, I am. And I always tell people, how old are you again? 35. I'll be 35 in April next month. Crazy. And if so wise, if I can, can take this, you know, 20 to maybe a 30 minute workout or a seven minute workout and I can give it my effort and, and the reality, like, good job. Awesome. Great job. Like you put in, that was all you could give, um, which my effort is my effort. I'm not basing my effort. And that's why I listened to um, Pat Sherwood a lot like that. I put myself near his Instagram because of that. You know, like, I get what he's saying. He's like, oh, scale this, no big deal. Right. Like, you're damn right. Like, that's awesome. Like, that is a positive message that other people need to get. And I think people get this idea of CrossFit that it's um, Elijah Muhammad or nothing. And he doesn't want that. Right. Like, he wants you to be the best you that you can be. Right. Because to get to him, it didn't happen overnight. Right. Dan Tominski overnight did not become a physical specimen. Right. You know, like that's a lot of work, but like there's this great line that I've used, especially to women. They're like, oh, I don't want to get that buff. And my response to them is, is like, hey, you don't have the work ethic. Trust me, you're not buff. working that hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's like, something like, 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 don't worry about that. Like, uh, that requires like, so, some fucking work. I was hoping we would all go shirtless for a little bit, but <laughs> this guy will kind of take his vest off. And I don't take my vest off. I can take my shirt off underneath it. <laughs> so, like, um, Brianna Siegert, she's Kyle Casper Bauer's little under, um, I don't want to call it understudy, but she's a, a phenomenal teacher at CrossFit Kinesis, and she's done s- some nutrition stuff. And Love Kyle lot. Casper Bauer, by the way. You Amazing. Know him? You know him? I don't know him Big personally. Guy. I know um, Brianna. Animal. Man, he oh, is he's, a we're the same freak. age. We're he's the same a age. Freak. Like, he, like, his, like, he's using his physical ability. To max, like he's maximizing his physical fitness. Like he's doing what he, the most he possibly can be. Like he's. I would just phenomenal. like to line people up and let Kyle run full speed into them. Yeah, that he's would be a fun. Fucking cannonball. Yeah, yeah. He's a beast. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, a beast. yeah like, and that's another one. Like if you, <laughs> if you like look at Kyle Kessler, we're like, wow, how many people he could take out? Like if you roll him down a hill. Yeah. Like yes, a bowling. Like yes. in bowling. That's like exactly how many how people I see can him. that yeah. guy? Can you take? He out? could probably jump to a twenty-four inch box with you on his back. Yeah. But yeah. people are like, well, I don't. I've I've heard um, girls say, well, I don't want to get that buff, and I'm like, trust me, you're not getting. Yeah. Brianna Seeger buff. Yeah, you are yeah, not yeah. gonna yeah. be as buff as these gals. Um, and not only that, if you do, that's your DNA, man. Mm-hmm. That's Fucking genetics. Accept it. That is genetics. Yes, that is fantastic. It. And for people genetics. who don't, go fuck themselves. Yeah, like I think Cara Webb puts it a lot, like about her thighs and how she used to struggle with it, um, and the stories you do with her. And now she's like, I am a. F- like maximizing my physical potential and she's going to have big thighs like embrace the hell look how fantastic and the she more is. she embraces it the hotter she gets absolutely like her personality the more, is like yep, you're like the man more, beautiful like the more yeah, she talks beautiful. about it like another yeah. one um carly fur fur um she's a games athlete i don't want to mess her name up but she just said like she had some injuries and she wants to better herself like she's going to continue to teach crossfit and she's going to better her life through crossfit but she wants to go to school and stuff but she's like i'm going to come back for more 
Like I want, I'm going to be a games athlete again. I'm, I'm going to be a badass. And it's like, like that motivation and that reality, like everybody deserves that opportunity. Everybody deserves that chance. So what can we do um, as community? And I think my community is, is developing a fantastic solution and avenue for many people to use. And if you want to use it, fantastic. I'd like to have you back with Reggie. Anytime. We told a pretty good story, I think, from birth to your first year of CrossFit. Yeah. Um, have you guys back? Talk to him about what it takes to run an affiliate. What it takes to have a client like you. Yeah. Is it harder? Is it easier? Is it more rewarding? Mm. Because he's also like the nonprofit that I've I've he has helped me develop. You know, and that's giving back to more people. I mean, he does. He's phenomenal. In the beginning of the episode, in the beginning of the podcast, we talked about your childhood and about your encounter with this older boy who sexually abused you. Mm -hmm. Had you ever shared that before? Not in this setting. Just to your wife? Um, my wife, um, I did not. I don't think I did there. Um, Is that the hardest of all the things we talked about to talk about? It's the hardest to admit. Yeah. For sure. It's It's... Um, the judgment, like you said, has anybody been like, oh, fuck, you're weird. Like, you know, like, excuse my language, but it's like, man, are you, are you, uh, what are you going to do? You know, like I, I'm not, I don't want to be perceived as that, but at the same time, worrying about what other people are, how they're going to judge me. I don't, I don't have time for that anymore. Cause what if something, ha you know, God forbid something happens even on the way leaving here. Right. Like now, right. Like I, like people are getting Hey, you're not gonna. You're, you're not, not avoiding. You're, like we talked about at one point, it's kind of a relationship to this. You're not avoiding heartbreak anymore. Yep, I'm done. You're living your life one day at a time. I'm yep. going to make the best out of every single day. And if it admits that this taboo subject, well, cool. It's not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let it be taboo anymore. Um, would you ever consider going to AA? I don't. I don't see it as a. a uh, it, that it doesn't work. I know I have, we have a member at my gym who does, and it works phenomenal. Yeah, for of him. course it works. You know, I'm um, just wondering, like, what you like, what's your what's what's is the last question I'm going to ask you. What's I know I asked you once already, but what's what's to stop you from going back now? Um, self love. I love myself. You can't lose that. Never. Never. I w I will never. I don't care how like what it takes, what it took for me to get like my self love back. And that getting in that spot, I'm never gonna lose this. Man, you are incredible. I'm never the <laughs> self awareness that I've that I've achieved and that true self love. Like, I'm gonna, I'm not only I'm not gonna lose it, but I I want to give everybody else that opportunity. And by speaking about it, like here's your start. I know fantastic people who are willing to help you. You just give yourself a break. Give yourself a chance. Do you want to give out your email? Absolutely. What is your email? It's um, Troy One Cav C A V at Gmail dot com. If you made it to the end of the podcast, you probably should email him. And it's trophy husband <laughs> trophy dot husband on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I think I think the only person that may be more incredible than you is Tiff Tiff. Yeah. Your wife. She Ooh. she's it's it's she bared the cross right yeah is that, did i use that right i'm not even a religious guy it's i, I, I think it right? works i think yeah, yeah we're yeah, gonna it go with it. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> i think yeah she she and she doesn't get like she doesn't like to take it 
but then like it's hard she for took her it twice to understand that was it <laughs> no, i'm just kidding it was like for her to to understand what she has done like she doesn't like to be put in the light so like a lot of times like we've just had a discussion like she's not a lot of on my instagram is yeah she's pretty low she pro on doesn't take she's not she doesn't take compliments well as a, as a you know mm. a personal issue she takes everybody else's problems on like she did with mine you know what i mean so like she doesn't all the time feel adequate so and we're, we're like we're gonna with the nonprofit. We're a gonna, lot of people don't no one wants it's hard taking veteran spouses yeah. like don't like you're you're not the veteran don't worry about me you know like my husband's a hero or my wife's the veteran she's the hero or the active duty or whatever it is or you know my husband's the crossfit media director and he's so fancy you know what i'm saying like it's oh, like yeah. <laughs> i hear Haley daily say that <laughs> i don't even think she knows i haven't admitted it to her yet uh thank you for your service absolutely thank you that. thank, thank you. you i want to say thank you for your service too absolutely and eric Eric wants to thank you for your service. Eric showed me around. Yeah. I Eric, would Eric love nice to be guy. a fly on the wall to hear his tour. It was cool. It was fantastic. It was? Okay. It's like good. Vanna White, a lot of... Awesome. Wait, hey, Simon, what's that? Land the C-130. God, I had a good one lined up, too. Oh, God. Take two. We could talk God. to you forever. Yeah, yeah I could talk you, forever. We got to have you and Reggie back.